otherwise seems scripted that we're going to be saying the same thing we're going to uh, okay, let me give me a second let's just put it live and then we'll see i will change my name i understand all the characters are not shown the way they should they don't uh at least what i've seen on the recording on youtube uh it doesn't it doesn't show the specific lithuanian characters Let's so I, i'd rather have a similar letter than a question mark instead of it okay that happens that way okay so whenever you say we go live red go oh. go yeah. go yes but i'm telling you what the whole format right from the format was right from the beginning that the person enters the waiting room you go live and then let the person come in oh so i was lucky to avoid that <laughs> <laughs> that that one minute that you got the one minute extra that you got ah, so good look i tell you you have so many scripted things happening why not have something which is unscripted naturally but i think i think people might be a bit kind of scared if you don't know how it's happening and then you want some reassuring at the beginning it's reassurance in the beginning so i think this is where it comes from but either way it's good you still don't see the people who's on the other side of the screen right yeah yeah no that's the whole idea i'll tell you what i have done now what i do is that you have that your own video first of all you hide yourself you so i i hide i don't even see myself so i don't even know there is this is like just talking to the person right there there is nothing else that exists that's the only way these conversations can go otherwise if you just conscious oh people are watching who's going to watch it later doesn't go any further yeah that is actually very right but one thing i did when what has never happened any of the things that i do never ask the person to introduce themselves so is, should i or should i not what what do you think is a good format that's a good one um i think at least for me it's very interesting it's just a kind of you know a sociological experiment of what people emphasize every time how yeah. they they perceive themselves so this is why for me it's always very interesting to kind of hear the introduction and you know a funny story in behind uh so i'm a jazz fellow uh for 2020 and sadly we did not go to the us because of covid but we had a number of online meetings like the 12 of us and then you know there would always be a new person in that meeting somebody who's uh you know kind of presenting something and then we would go around with a short brief intro of like every one of us and then alan bass who's in charge of of the of the uh, foundation and and fellowship activities she's always laughing how every time people say something different about them like you know we would meet like every two weeks every month or you know something like that and every time people introduce themselves and something new comes up or something is forgotten so but you saw in the symposium also i always ask people to introduce themselves i'll tell you why why it's important like exactly what you said that every time someone will say something different about it because every time something different is happening in their lives and something different is more important than what it was last time so it's always better to start from there but otherwise i'll pick up something from say maybe like in your linkedin profile i pick up a little one sentence and i put it up there okay that's just an introduction but the fact is you might have put that linkedin profile maybe 2 years back and maybe you don't update your profile but i never ask anyone to send their introduction because the problem is it comes in two paragraphs <laughs> and i can't and if i cut from there then it becomes a problem that i sent you this and you didn't put this so i just felt that let's not ask the person whatever they've put out publicly 
let's pick from there something you can use right <laughs> but what what you've done migle is taken for granted that people knows people know what jams is what a jams fellow is please take me through it i don't know what it's all about please tell me about jams and the jams fellow and how it works that's actually an amazing you know um i remember when i first heard about it um and i've heard about it from leonardo durso and eleni shalandidu and they were talking about jams because she was then applying to become a jams fellow and and this was a mediation competition it was happening in in athens and they were like you know looking at me it's like you should apply as well and i was like what's that <laughs> but then they started talking about it and they had a very right word to call it and it's like mediation disneyland and i think it actually is that way but that's kind of from from the outset but what it actually is is jams is one of the biggest i think they might be the biggest mediation provider in the world at least they are in the us mm-hmm. and then what they do for i think more than 10 years now they invite fellows so they choose fellows from all around the world from different countries uh, and i think they take it uh, like that's one of the criteria to find more and more people from different countries that wouldn't be that all the people are coming from one country but then they collect these people from around the world except for the us and then they pay them a scholarship for them to be able to get to the us and to build their own fellowship in essence and it's not that you know they give you a program you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do that and that it's not like that it's it's upon you based on what you've done previously and where you want to go and doesn't always mean you want to be a mediator maybe you are interested in peer mediation programs and this is what you do maybe you want to get a llm in some of the university and you know but you have to apply and you have to go through all the process so in essence they support you and i think the sole fact that you are a jams fellow goes a long way kind of quality wise your your um your ambitious wise uh but then you have to find these people if you want to monitor just go and shadow lectures if you want to be a teaching assistant or you know if you want to do a research it's completely based on your project but then they support it and most of the people spend well, up to four months in the US um doing all these kind of stuff shad shadowing jams mediations so i think that's a very very great project and uh i'm just sad that we could not go last what, year mm-hmm. but what was your plan what were you going to be doing oh i wanted so several things actually i wanted to go on mediation courses there and i've been on quite a lot of them by now as well but you know harvard pepperdine that's just a different different scale and i think everyone who can and has the possibility should do that so that was one thing i really wanted to do uh i always also wanted to uh i also wanted to go and shadow some lectures on mediation on negotiation uh i've also was in contact with court mediation programs and how how they develop court mediation peer mediation programs so i kind of just wanted to see as much ways as mediation can be oh, yeah mediation on a larger larger way a larger view mm-hmm. on mediation and then see where you want to go from there rather yeah. than decide on it based on something that you read somewhere 
that's interesting that's a good thing actually that's the way it should be you should be exposed to different areas because look from the symposium also what we found out was there's so much happening in the world in terms of mediation yes. what what okay you came in late for that discussion on key takeaways i was at work <laughs> i can understand well, yeah. no, now you've got the opportunity to tell me what were your key takeaways what was your learning from the symposium no but as i said i think i think for me it's we don't see that many people who are involved in it. It's like, we don't see that many people. And it's, you know, we live in the age of information now. So we can kind of easily find information in another language. Google Translate works relatively well these days and you can find a lot. But I think seeing the people and, and hearing their stories about how mediation works in their countries, it's, it's always fascinating. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, for me, and I've researched a lot and what's what's happening in Europe. So for me, it's kind of a relatively clear landscape of what type of legal acts there are, uh, which countries have mandatory mediation, which countries don't, you know, so I'm kind of, I feel comfortable here. But, you know, I remember I was talking to a person from Colombia who said that, you know, they have mandatory mediation there for many years now, and, and how it works. So I think, I think this is the main I think the main beauty of the symposium is showing many different approaches, but at the same time, they're all similar. So Exactly, yeah. That's the interesting part, that actually everyone's on the same boat kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> but the only thing I tell you, initially when I started off and I had written to you saying that the session would be one and a half hours, that's the it was the initial plan. That I thought was a good time for a session because if you would have got enough time to interact with the person because the number of people became so large you could understand either would i would have had to take it for four months or three months or whatever that would have got too long but mm -hmm. otherwise that look i had to gag people i don't know whether you noticed i didn't let anyone speak because point is that you have one hour the person has to give a presentation for 45 50 minutes in that 10 minutes if you have people coming in and they take about three, four minutes to even put across the question. They first have their comment and all that. At the end of the day, no real, I mean, we won't be able to get too much out. So that's why I did the questioning and I did tell people, whoever came in, they put your question and comments in the chat. Because otherwise it was a little difficult to really, because another half an hour would have actually been good. You would have actually had people interacting and discussions happening. But let me tell you, let me tell you, I should actually should have should clarify it whenever I have these sessions and tell people why I gag people also. There's another reason. People, no one, no one asks me. My actually, what my real reason? You tell me. The real reason is that people should feel gagged, and then they should start their own YouTube channel. They should say, "Look, Vikram doesn't let us speak. We are going to speak." But no one does it. I haven't seen people taking it forward. How, when are you going to take it forward? What are you going to do to take things forward? Oh, you know, it's so time consuming. So this is why I'm so impressed with your work. <laughs> uh, it's, no, it's like, but I, I think that you've touched on a very good thing. Um, and, you know, I think, I think we all have our own approaches of how to take things forward. So for me, for a long time, it was, you know, mediation competitions and, and helping to organize those, preparing the students for mediations competitions. And it's a, like, you know, you also dedicate your time to that just in a different way. So I was never a media person. <laughs> you know, I take very long to reply because I don't really like messaging <laughs> and uh, I'm not the person who can go and you know post 
a lot of posts, but I like to <laughs> read them and see them. So for me, going on, on media and kind of exposing it all out there, it's not who I am. <laughs> but it's more of, you know, I really like to engage with people. So this is why for me, you know, preparing students for mediation competitions, it's it's an amazing thing. And again, it's super time consuming. It's like second job that you have if yeah. you take that on, even if, if it's a small team, but you usually start from, you know, from ground zero and you have to go all the way, but then you see how they progress and you know that they learn a lot and not that they will be mediators for sure or something, but they will understand what's happening there and they will have that skill set if they need to bring it forward. So I think that, yeah, I think that we all have different approaches of how to kind of, how to make meaning of our, of our time. Okay, but that's not going to be as easy for you now. You've picked up two things we've discussed. Mediation competition we'll discuss later. But why don't you be want, 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 want you should be out there talking about mediation? We have to get people into the fold. We are only talking within that small group of people. I, I know you heard what Sukhsimranjit Singh said that look at the number of views that you have on, on say my YouTube channel. What I then I went when after he said number of views, I said Ken Klo kind of person gets about 400 views. For a person like Ken Cloak, what is 400? Then I went to all, very, I did a search, a YouTube search on Ken Cloak. Everywhere, even large institutions which have been there for tens of years, he gets 100 views, 200 views. Mm -hmm. I mean, I said, why is it not happening? Then I understood. I mean, I actually looked at it and I said, 93 speakers. Okay, right now there are 94 speakers. More than actually, if you have, uh, include Sukhsinamrachit Singh, is 95 speakers. No one shared posts. Okay. I mean, okay, few people did, four, five, five people did. If 95 had put out, their sh they shared those posts, if they had reached a thousand people at least, imagine the number of people you would have reached. That I want to understand. Did you, you also didn't share any posts. Why did you not share any posts? I think I'm very self-conscious about what I say. And I'm a perfectionist as well. <laughs> so, you know, when I write an article, of, you know, I wrote my PhD when I wrote like kind of scientific articles, I spent a lot of time on them. And, you know, I knew that I hope every detail is correct. Okay, uh, but then I think when, when it comes to, when it comes to live speed and, you know, you don't, you don't prepare it word by word. It's not that you go to a conference and you have your presentation ready and maybe you have rehearsed your speech several times. So for me, I think, I think this is what is the most concerning thing is, you know, you want everything to be perfect, but you can never get it perfect uh, when you're speaking live. Okay, it's not so, going to be that. It's not going to be that. That's that is just part of what you said. That's actually not what it is. I am saying that like like I put out a post of Ken Cloak, of mm -hmm. his session. Now all of you were a part of the comments, so all of you must have got a message saying that you were part of a comment. All I wanted people to do was go to at the bottom. There's a share button. You don't have to write anything. You're sharing someone else's post. Not not of issue. But if that had happened, if I'm saying 93 people had just pressed that button and that post would have gone out. You, you have followers, so many followers. Then if they had found it interesting, you know, like I said, we are actually in that little circle watching things, but not putting it out. That's the only different thing that I'm doing. 
I'm just putting it out. I'm trying to reach people, but I told, I've been saying all this. My thousand reach a thousand. My thousand is not reaching a thousand. My hundred is also not going any further. They're not reaching out. And a person like, look, I'm not even talking about other. Everyone else. Everyone has. Every person in the speaker was interesting. I mean, everyone was interesting. But I'm saying a person like Ken Cloak also doesn't get shared. This post doesn't get shared. I find that really sad. Why are people wanting to hold? It's like holding on to information. and good content i mean ken cloak when in his opening session said okay i give this to you that slides and all that he prepared i give this to you why are we not doing that i give it to you please <laughs> spread information why is that spread not happening migle please tell me why is that spread not happening mm, i think that's a bit of a deeper level i don't know maybe i'm you know i can only talk from a personal perspective yeah we need the deeper we need the deeper okay <laughs> I think I'm a bit afraid of what's happening on social media. And you know, if you go on my profile, I've deleted almost and when I created it, I was 10 in in 10th grade or 11th grade, so everything was just starting. And you know, we would put a lot of information on social media and you know, Facebook was very private. At first, you wouldn't want your parents be your friends because you would be afraid, you know, what they would see. and then of course like you know facebook is i think just another linkedin but at some point i think something switched in me with regard to how much time i want to spend on the social media how much time i want to spend on facebook how much content i want to engage in and personally i try to limit that as much as i can uh and i think this is kind of the reason why i very rarely share posts uh but i like them <laughs> i think that also pops up as a notification but i think that's a very personal answer for me uh i don't know if all the people have the have the same views well, maybe it's okay. the, maybe it's coming from the same thing that we were discussing in the symposium that we become individualistic societies people have become very individualistic that content i'm getting in consume but don't spread so i think maybe that is a fundamental issue with society in general so this is just one action in that this is just an action part of that all these actions are what makes it that individualistic society so that is i think maybe how people have maybe gone about things and things have been structured that way okay let me get whatever's coming in i'm consuming okay perfect and don't even think look there might be other people interested in it or maybe people feel that pe- those people can pick up that information themselves because it's all public you you picked it up from social media someone else will also pick it up from social media you don't even think about that could be i'm not saying um, look it is interesting really don't we why it's interesting is because of the fact that ultimately whatever has to be shared someone has to put it out if yeah. someone gets something out some any content if someone put it out so either way saying like i for me like i keep talking about the news just keep news away from me so there are people sometimes on linkedin also who have gone beyond professional into some polit- political something whatever i actually have to block them because i don't want them that in my feed mm-hmm. just don't like it so i mean that's why i'm saying that we don't consume everything preferably uh, no one should but i'm saying that things that interest you i think should put it out i would think i would think i i completely agree uh, that it's a good thing to share things that are interesting to you but i think another thing that we also have to think about is 
I think people tend to get a bit numb if there is a lot of, you know, similar information going on and on. So they stop paying attention because that kind of kind of becomes it. It doesn't catch the eye anymore because that's something that is continuous. So that's because that becomes a norm. And then I don't know if the engagement happens there. So I think sometimes it's it's more important to kind of get them where you can get them, um, but not with everything. So I think that's that's also that's also a balance that we need to kind of maintain of how to catch people. But at the same time, honestly, I don't know any longer how Facebook algorithms work because I know that I don't see a lot of people on my feed anymore. So I really see only a very small yeah, selection of people of all the friends I have actually. So, you know, it's kind of from here, I know that Facebook kind of uh, should be, you know, filtering this out for me based on maybe my future past interactions. <laughs> so I, that's a very interesting question where that information goes. I don't know how many, how many people I reach now, <laughs> regardless of how many friends I have. <laughs> I, what I understood was, I think they're only limited to some 40 people or something like that. The feed goes to, no, for me, I, for me, actually, that's not really, I should not be out there posting all this because it's going to go to a very limited number of people actually. But if they share it, yes, it can go out to further mm -hmm. people. But the problem is the, the, I made that LinkedIn group. I have people there. LinkedIn groups in, uh, I mean, generally don't work because there is a little button there where you can get a notification for each group. Mm -hmm. People don't press that button. So they, if maybe they don't want to, I don't know, maybe they just don't want to. But if they do that, it makes life much easier for me because they, I just have to post it there. It comes to you. I don't have to keep putting these posts out. Look, you can understand how many posts I put out. I must be, people must be blocking me from their feed also because long posts and so many of them, but that's the way I, that's what I'm doing and I have to put it out. And then you said amount of content, you can see how much content I put out. Yeah. And you would think that the symposium's over. Okay, rest. No, I, I will show you right now what is coming in October. So <laughs> I will take you through that. Bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> exactly. So the point is, let's put the content out. One day, people will share it. One day, it's all out there. Ken Cloak saying something is relevant today. It's going to be relevant after five years. It doesn't yeah, but matter. Like, let's not forget that it's not only, you know, what's happening on live stream. People go and Google information. They, they search for saying. it. And, you yep. know, if you need that information. I remember, you know, when I, when I was writing my PhD and I was trying to look in a lot of different countries, and then you want to find that information. You want it systemized, you know, it's like, because it's very hard to look into a new jurisdiction and, you know, get everything yourself or know all the new developments, make sure that you're reading relevant versions of the legal act. But then if you can find some kind of presentation on that, you would watch it because this is at that time, it's very important to you and you want to listen through it all you kind of make notes on and so forth so you know i think i think that's the thing that sometimes people just look for information at the specific moment in time when they when they need it and you know if you want information about if, i don't know whatever country you would type that in and you find you find you would find it and then you would watch it so i think i think it's also kind of the timing 
of every specific resource than you when you actually yeah. need it. And maybe with mediation is the same, actually. Yep. You know, maybe certain people don't need it at, at one time, but they may need it at a later time. And, and also, and also, you're not ready for everything at every point of time. You're ready for when you're ready for it. That's the time you need it. I mean, the yeah. point is, I can put out, so I can put out something or video in front of you. You're not even might not be even close to looking at that kind of topic or into content or whatever. And suddenly, maybe like you said, one day you're sitting there, you want to you're researching on something, and you find a link to it. Perfectly all right. So that's why for me, it's the content going out. So yeah. that's that's the way I look at it. And it's the, out there up till YouTube keeps it there. It's there. One day if YouTube decides that no, I want to shut down my operation, then we'll have to see what to do. But it doesn't seem to be happening soon. <laughs> but, oh, but the important thing was this mediation competition that we were discussing. My, my issue with these competitions is that these kids are getting this very limited concept of what mediation is. There's a little box that they're getting. And even for them, if from the symposium perspective or otherwise, also there is so much happening in terms of in terms of mediation. In various ways, people that what types of areas they're doing it and everything. This has become like a commercial mediation box that is going out, and it's a similar kind of format being told to them that one competition happened five years back. Watch that video, and everyone then repeats it, and that's the whole the way. That's the way the format keeps going on. I have a bit of an issue with that. I think because everyone is kind of, and I've, I've got, I judged a few competitions and I stopped doing it because I found this, this was just like a, it was just like a, it was play acting. It was like, we had to do this. We have to do that kind of thing. I don't know about your experience. You obviously coached kids and all that. What has your experience been in terms of reality versus preparing? There must be advantages also. I mean, you can give those advantages also, but the negatives also both together. Uh, you know, I can be very biased here. This is how I got into mediation in general. This is how I found out about mediation. And this is where I first got hooked <laughs> on it. So, you know, if it brings people, yeah. it's like if, if there's a way to learn these skills, if there's a way to find out about these skills, I think that's a benefit in itself already. And I agree with you. Like if you actually are just... I think especially for certain competitions, you're not even learning mediation. You are learning how to get points for that specific competition acting in a mediation session setting. So that's also happening. Uh, but then I think it also depends on, on the competition, uh, on the type of competition. And, you know, not all competitions are commercial mediation. No, I was mostly in work with INADR, International Academy of Dispute Resolution. So their cases are rarely commercial. They're more kind of uh, on personal level. But I think that mediation competitions is a very good thing because there are a lot, and you know, we talked about this, this a lot. There are not too many schools that teach mediation as a subject, at least in Europe. In America, in, in the US, I understand there are much more where you can at least choose it as a curriculum. But then in a lot of European universities in, in law studies, you don't get a subject on mediation or rarely get a subject on mediation. And usually it's hidden somewhere in you know alternative dispute resolution and you pile everything with arbitration, whatever you can find in there. Um, it's just you know mentioned somewhere. But then one 
this mediation conversation comes. So if you talk people, <laughs> talk your students into participating that, so then you can prepare them. And it essentially becomes a mediation training, right? Because if they want to perform well, they would have to know all these skills and they would need to understand what they are, what this is like, what this is. And so I think this is why I like mediation competitions. So that's one thing, you know, because you can kind of understand how that works. But then another thing, and at least again, it worked for me. I don't know if that happens to everybody, but you know, these people that I met in 2014 in, I think that competition was happening in Kiev we are still in touch with them. And like we fly to each other's weddings and we go and visit. And it's kind of your, it might become your support system if you want to stay. Like not necessarily that's gonna happen to everybody. And you know, a lot of people just go their own ways. Uh, but I think it's, especially for the students, it's kind of a support system to maybe keep friendships and maybe kind of get motivated by by these people. So this is this is what I think is very good about mediation competitions. Okay, so some kind of at least some kind of bonding. At least you have some people out there. Whatever. I mean, suddenly you've been introduced to someone new, and that's always a nice thing. It's like going to summer camp or whatever it might be. Some you don't know who you want to meet. So I think yeah, definitely. But the only thing, and also an introduction to mediation, you're saying that at least that word gets discussed and whatever, I'm not saying that you're really going to be able to understand what it's all about, but at least to get a concept, yes, there is something like that and an interest comes in and then you take it forward. Mm. Something like that. Because other negatives, negatives? I think that one is one that that was discussed that, you know, you might just go into competitive mode and compete for the points instead of actually prepare yourself for the mediation was like, will that stand out as a good thing in front of the judges? Will that not? So I think that's kind of a, a negative thing. Um, but again, I, I think that another thing is that there are a lot of competitions that are called mediation competitions, but they, the, the people like the students don't get to mediate that. They don't, they get to negotiate. So they are not actually learning mediation skills. They are learning negotiation skills with a third party present because at the same time, professional mediators who just don't want to like, you know, take too much of the sunlight and then uh, stage light during that process because they want to let the students to, you know, show their skills. So I think they not necessarily get the right image of how mediation could look. So I think that that would be my, I think if I, if I were to try and look for negative things in that. Because there's one competition which I was a judge and I was told in the briefing, you are just a potted plant. That's it. You just have to be a potted plant throughout the session. Okay. So if, if they wanted that way, they wanted that way. But for me, obviously, that was an issue because definitely you were seeing something around you. You do want to come in, but you don't come in because you are told not to come in for whatever. There's their competition, they don't want it. They don't want it. So those were those are some issues which do come up. Because I'm telling you, the, the point is that mediation, that word how it is 
perceived by people, different people. Obviously, it's going to be different. I keep saying the blind man and the elephant situation, but I don't want children to actually believe that what they see in these competitions is, first of all, is that mediation? Is that the way you're supposed to do it? Because no one knows what they're supposed to do. They think that they have to learn it. I'm saying it comes so naturally to some people, and I, and only those people for me are the ones who should be out there because it just comes naturally to you. And those people who whom you're doing it for. They know if they want you, although they don't want you. I mean, and I, I mean, because of this whole Ken Cloak and with how many views and all. So I, I did a, that Ken Cloak search. I found a very interesting video of his where he's talking about this aspect that first of all, me doing it in my way will be totally different from the person you refer to someone sitting there. What she does, totally different from that. And I might not be right for some people. That person might be right for some people. Now we are telling some kids that this is this box. This is how mediation is done. And that's the message they take with them, I, I would think. You know, I cannot agree here. And the reason why I cannot agree here, because again, depends on the competition. I'm not saying that all of them are different, uh, that all of them are the same. Um, but I think... I think they actually get exposed to different models of mediation. And the reason for that is, you know, they go through separate different rounds and, you know, for at least INADR competitions. So they get to be mediators and they get to be mediators themselves. They are being co-mediators. So they are seeing how that co-mediator is mediating. And then they go through at least three different rounds where they are acting as mediator. They are acting as an attorney. They are acting as a client. So they also see at least two other mediations where they are not mediating. And these are coming, you know, at least, so they are seeing at least six different types of schools of mediation of, because they are taught by you know, different countries and in different countries, we can perceive mediation differently as well. Uh, you know, at least how it should look like and what skills to use, what sentences, is okay, sentences are okay to say and what are not, what is partiality and what is, still impartial so you know i think i think they get exposed to different uh, different models of mediation in that way and at the same time usually judges i hope <laughs> in majority of cases are allowed to give feedback at least at the end and then they share their experience and of course usually being asked at least not to you know say that my way is the correct way yeah. <laughs> because there are a lot of different ways but then you also hear the feedback from the judge of how they think mediation should look like. But even on top of that is, you know, there are, I think there are two things I would say. One is, do we actually know how to mediation should look like? Everybody's saying the same thing. Mediation is a super lonely profession. It's like normally you are only the only one there, the only mediator, okay, co-mediation doesn't happen too often, right? Shadowing mediations, again, doesn't happen too often. So it's kind of, the way you understand it and the way you implement it, of course, in like certain framework, but that's very flexible. So I think, you know, even for those who are not in mediation, it, like not in mediation competitions, you still form your own way of how to perform mediation. But then the second thing, and that for me was very, you know, kind of surprising. So in Lithuania, we have, you have to pass an exam at least now, in order to become a mediator, you have to pass a uh, you know written text, and then you have a um, performance. Like you have to act as a mediator, so kind of practice exam. 
And what I've seen is that, you know, there are a lot of training providers who in most cases give the material, like the theoretical part, but they don't have that much time spent on role plays. And I think you cannot learn mediate if you are not trying. And you know, if person's shy, so maybe they, even if there are some role plays, so maybe they are not going there and you know, they are just kind of watching them or acting as a party, I don't know, whatever, whatever the reasons. But you know, when you go to that exam, I remember sitting there and, and you see that people don't feel comfortable because that's the first time they are acting even in, even in a fake setting, that's the first time they're acting as mediators. So for those students who have actually participated in mediation, they at least have some understanding because they were going through role plays when they were preparing, uh, even though not like kind of smaller, maybe team level or with some other team. And then at the same time, you know, they go and watch, this is when they want to find all these resources. They want to uh, watch, you know, mediations or even if it's just a mock mediation, but they want to watch it and understand what's right and what's wrong and what they could use. But then they become much more confident. And I think this kind of gives them the basis and then they can go and, you know, get a training, 40 hour one or whatever, based on jurisdiction. But I think they, they have, much stronger basis than the ones who, who haven't tried it. And basically, I'm on the totally, I mean, like, I mean, I'm an extreme on these issues. I, I, I maybe, I, am I the only voice on this? I don't know. I keep saying that you must have heard this and I'm, you will, for you will be repetition because you might've watched some sessions of the symposium. For me, those little kids in school, they are doing the process. They are doing it naturally. No one has ever taught them. And there are only few out of a whole group of people who come out as mediators in that group. Only a few, maybe only one that they, okay, this person helps them actually resolve the disputes. They will go to that person. They know who that person is. It's all happening. Mediation by itself is totally happening out there. This whole concept of peer mediation also, when I keep talking about it, I'm saying that why are you bringing in so many other aspects of training into peer mediation when they're naturally doing their mediation part? Call it something else. I mean, you have training on life. Okay, we will give you training on life. Not a problem. That's a separate issue, separate area. You're talking about peer mediation and these children are doing it. That natural thing has to be brought forward. These children who have that natural ability, take them forward. Once they out, they take it as a profession, as they move out, they should be exposed to this. This is a profession, but you have to do it the way you are doing it. Don't fall into this trap that there is this box that you have to be part of. I'm telling you my view. I'm telling you this is my view. It's just the way I've looked at it because I've spoken to children and I speak to them and I actually ask them. And I keep saying this, that I could not show you this on this situation here on public, this after the session, I will show you that video and I show it to everyone, that little clip. And I show them that this child knows everything. They've never gone into a training of peer mediation also. And everything they do, they know exactly what the whole thing is. So if, look, I've been also saying this, that if mediation hasn't reached the level it should have in the world. And today also mediators don't have work and they have to do other things. And the mediation is just part of what they do. There must be something sad happening. 
because we keep saying it works and it works for people they actually resolve the disputes they're happy about it it's something that you feel good they feel good everyone walks are feeling good then why is it not something which has taken off for me one is this part of it it has been made into this technical box mediation is that what you like you said these children see there is so much more in terms of mediation that is happening or should happen and can happen which totally gets left out so these institutions is where mediation is discussed these institutions are the ones where panels are formed there is no there's no work happening really i mean jams must be doing a lot of work i'm not talking about a lot of other institutions which are formed they do some 200 matters in one i think there was one i think tatlim was talking about the singapore with the sm simc i think hmm. uh, sim uh, no no not sim he was not talking about sim i think it was smc or simc was talking about in like 5 6 years or 4 years of their establishment there's some 178 cases what is it i mean we're talking about millions and millions of things happening in this world where mediation is required but there is a focus on this small part of it where we want to regulate it certifications and all that i'm saying look i'm i'm on an extreme on this i'm you'll have your view and you will get your you will get your time to talk about it but i'm on the other end i'm saying just leave it to them the people who actually want their dispute resolved are not fools they know whom to go to and they will only pick up someone they want to and they will find out about it even to watch a movie on netflix you ask people okay which one have you seen suggest something for a movie here is someone who has to resolve your dispute which is so i mean close to your heart getting that dispute resolved and are you just going to walk in somewhere okay let's go to the market okay let's pick up a mediator also while we are at the market is that the way you people think that they are fools the parties know exactly what they want and this is two two parties maybe they of course they multi party situations also two parties having their own specific requirements in terms of the person also i am saying why do i why do why why why, why are we having this conversation on youtube only because people should know you as the person that is what makes you someone whom they want as a mediator that was the whole idea behind the series people just it's not a picture of bigle somewhere let's okay let's she looks nice let's get her on to get make her a mediator it's a dispute you're resolving it's not it's not it's a thing so they if they hear you talking they know okay and everyone relates to different people you might be a right fit for someone you might not be a right fit for someone else but if only when you start talking will they get to know who you are so that's an important part about even picking up a mediator it's not as easy as people make it out to be one certification migle certified by so and so come become a mediator so maybe that's why it's not happening the way it should have happened as according to me it should have taken off majorly because i know i if i do something for someone they go out to tell so many other people then how come in so many years i keep giving the us example in 45 years if today those mediators are not getting enough work although orith from israel said i have friends who are getting a lot of work but she's part of one organization which is of mediators who are <laughs> in a certain league it's a small bunch full it's not it's a bunch full of people of course that if they're doing cross border work and she's talking to someone in israel is talking to someone us yes that person is doing some work at that level that you are in touch but we're talking about those 100 million matters which go into courts in the us every year why are they going to courts i i mean for every i mean for a 
place with 40 45 years we feel that okay we should look at that and see how we can structure things a lot of countries do that they're looking us model but go deeper see what's happening is is there a fundamental issue somewhere let's look at that i mean we're discussing it neither look i am definitely not someone who can really change things i sit in my on my table with a laptop and talk to people all over the world there's so many other people who will change things but at least for me i have to put that thought out and have discussions on it there's no, I mean, I'm not saying we are concluding it. And as Vikram said this, now he doesn't listen to anyone. I've seen him on the symposium also. He just says what he has to say. No, please tell me, tell me, tell me what you think. Uh, I think, and I don't want to sound negatively, but I think, you know, I was all, you know, all very much for mediation for a lot of years, you know, trying to do, doing a lot of things, doing a lot of research, you know, publishing, so on and so forth. But then I think, and same thing with the symposium, you know, we are kind of a close community. We are talking with people who are pro-mediation. They are all mediators. They want to, you know, a lot, we hear it, hear it a lot that, oh, mediators have enough work and what's wrong with that? Why they are not getting enough work? But then we are talking mediators among mediators or people who feel well about mediation. But have you heard, a, like, have you had a person on your beautiful mind conversation who's not, you know, hardcore litigator? Or, have, you know, I've had, I've had, I've had. I've actually, had. okay, I haven't seen that. I would, MC, I would MC. MC in in she's based in California. She's an mm-hmm. appellate lawyer. She's an appellate lawyer. So, so she, yeah, yeah. So I think I think this is what we kind of I think what this is what we need more. And like for me, that realization. I think I'm. So I defended my PhD back in May. It's relatively recent, you know, the the defense. And then you know I had I was sitting there in my defense with five professors. You know, some of them constitutional court judges, some of them former advocates or advocates. Uh, Supreme Court judges, you know, people who are really accomplished and they know the legal system very well. They've been in the middle of of disputes for a very long time. And then they were all praising my work, the quality of my research, but I would say none of them agreed with the findings. None of them felt well about, and I I wrote about mandatory mediation. So it sounds like the mandatory part was kind of the worst in that all. But then something clicked in me, you know, what, what is, do we hear, we, we, you know, we, we say that we're mediators and we know how to it's like, you know, active, do the active listening, we know the importance of hearing the other party. But then in this case, I just started questioning myself. So do we actually hear the other party? <laughs> like, do we actually listen out why they don't want to use mediations or why they don't feel so strongly and positively about the process. And, you know, it's like some, some of the concerns they have, I think they are myths, but others are legitimate concerns. Mm-hmm. And I think when we start hearing that more and kind of processing more of that, I think this is when the switch can happen because again, we know that mediation can bring a lot of great things, you know, seeing people reconcile. I think without being there, nobody else can understand how that feels. You know, it's like sometimes it can bring you to tears or close to tears of seeing how people who were in conflict for a very long time 
seeing that they they feel relief and you kind of feel the tension leave the room in that second and you know that that's it that you know the burden they have on them is is going out and you know for me it's a very strong feeling especially if I know what beginning of mediation it's somewhere you know oh no he will never agree to that you don't you don't even know how kind of person he is and then on the side it's like oh no she she would just take everything and it's like ah you know she will not agree on anything that I say and you know it's like no way that we'll find a solution and then at the end of it you actually see them finding a solution so I think that's that's the thing that let's say an outsider person who was not a part of a successful mediation cannot understand. But at the same time, again, I think there are legitimate concerns they're having. Sometimes mediation requires more effort, more emotional engagement in the process than maybe, you know, arbitration or even court. Because now it's like, you know, a lot of written documents, you don't actually have to face the other party. You just sit there, go through your arguments, and that's, you know, that's kind of a nice game. You, you're kind of playing a game if you want to win. You go on and you find your articles, like find your arguments, find your argumentation line. That's kind of exciting as well. And it's different from mediation because in mediation, you, you cannot win in a sense of, you know, I beat you. <laughs> you can only win if, the agreement works for both of you but usually it means that you lost like you had to give something up but I don't think that there are a lot of mediations that one party comes in and just gets everything they want and then another party comes in as well gets everything they want so most likely they haven't been even talking at all before that so I think I think that's kind of that's the case like if we are talking enough with people who are not supporting mediation or so maybe like legal professions professionals who don't want to take their clients to mediation uh, or you know firms who do not want to engage in mediation the disputes they have and you know there are there are some reasons why certain disputes may not be well suited for mediation and then there are others who are perfectly suited for mediation so i think that's of course, what you're saying is absolutely right. Of course, on the emotional part of it, and surprisingly, you'll see you obviously handle family matters. I don't. I only do high-value commercial. In that also, those emotions are there. When the settlement mm-hmm. happens, you cannot. You would think, no, it's just a commercial matter. No, because people have been going through this for the process for so so much time, and when it it's like a relief. It's like a stone off your chest situation. Mm-hmm. So those emotions are everywhere. For some people, reason people would think, no, it doesn't happen in commercial. It happens there also. But they, but they, I mean, the important part where we have to understand one, of course, is that people don't even know about the process. But like you said, we are talking within a small community, and we know what we're talking about so that word has not gone out you'll be very i mean you'll be surprised or not surprised i don't know but actually people don't know we think that everyone knows what it's all about we just have to tell them why don't you try mediation and they know what we're talking about they don't have an idea that arbitration mediation confusion you can't even imagine how much there is and people know they even institutions are adding to it by saying this is arbitration and mediation center or say institute or whatever focus that focus only on mediation it doesn't happen I was, there were some young people in, in, in india who started something and they use the word 
related to the only mediate in it and i realized after some time they've gone into promoting arbitration what signal are you going to send to the young people that they were dealing with i mean they're trying to promote it with the young people what signal are you saying that there is some connection there just the fact that i was so happy that someone's focusing only on mediation and saying that I'm coming out as an area by itself either look that, that's why i also i don't know whether that the suksimranjit singh session also i was initially when i spoke about the fact that why do i say support me is because everyone otherwise ultimately goes the institution route and once they go that route the second step is where is the money oh money is in arbitration come on let's jump on that now and then training training where the money is these kids also i saw they got to training it all goes in the same manner so ultimately what is happening finally the money is made out of training it goes in that route so if where you were supposed to focus on getting people into the fold and promoting mediation and people actually using it you went into totally the other route of churning out mediators what use is it churning out mediators if they do not have work so that aspect did not happen i think that is one important area yeah you know i think i completely agree with you i think that's that's why and you know it's like you can find a lot of books written on the subject okay not a lot of books but you can find it mentioned in books saying that the uh, supply of mediators vastly outgrows the demand for mediators we have so many mediators because you know people feel good doing it you know that's a, that's a nice thing to reconciliate parties that's kind of you know a check on your i don't know uh, whatever you believe in but your soul or or you know it kind of makes you feel good and i think this is why people want to do mediation as a profession but i think and i was like actually thinking about where kind of where the future goes and i think there are several aspects to it i think on one side is again we kind of have to understand why it is not popular and there must be reasons for that <laughs> something that we are not seeing something we maybe don't want to see um but then i think another thing and again what what shikshimranjit said uh, said during uh, during the closing remarks and uh, saying it's like okay why it's not a pop culture in a sense like it's it doesn't gather views but you know i think mediation skills aren't unchangeable you don't have to pursue career in mediation to use mediation skills and then this is what i found very interesting is you know so we've organized a world mediation congress just this 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 june an online event uh, i think around 20 speakers so nothing compared to your levels <laughs> not even going that no, way no there is not going to be any other woods talk of mediation everything no, no, no. else will just be <laughs> no not not close but then we had some amazing speakers who were not necessarily mediators but they were applying mediation skills in the work that they did and you know i've heard a very nice story about a woman who was you know an environmental activist and during her work she understand understood that she faces so many different stakeholders that in order to be able to fight for her cause she needed mediation training to be able to find a solution for that and then we had you know different stories of kind of applying mediation skills not necessarily kind of just using mediation to resolve disputes but applying mediation skills to you know find a common ground 
And I think this is where the train, like this is where it could go. In essence, if we, this is how to kind of make it maybe pop culture is to show that if you listen to this podcast, if you get this training, you can be a better professional or a better family member, you know, better wife, better husband or better, better whatever. If you have this skill set, which could be used either in dispute resolution, if you choose to go there, but also in other professions that you are in. That's exactly what I'm saying. Look, I've been saying this, that mediation is happening all the time everywhere. So I'm saying that the fact that someone is either look, you have that natural ability. I'm saying you still have to have that. I, I will still not believe that you'll be able to make someone a mediator. I'm not going to go to that direction. But I, what I want to do is expose people to the concept. And then from there, they feel that, yes, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to take you through this before less that. Let me show you pop culture, the way pop culture is supposed to be. That's pop culture. Okay. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Part. Love this one. <laughs> Only thing is this has to become 90 plus now. Okay. That has to become 90 plus. And going, okay. still growing because the point is that there are there were people who could not make it because they had some personal problems. And I decided, look, they had a personal issue, but their voices are important. So I'm going to be recording those. And so there might be, maybe let's see whether go to 100 or not. But I'm just going to take you through the October things only to tell you in on one interesting part which you said about exposing them so this is of course migle <laughs> this this is the interesting one that's starting from october okay i just want to tell you you don't look like in your picture <laughs> okay i'll tell you the story behind this story behind this is that because this whole thing of putting up myself out on social media promoting mediation started in the middle of the pandemic this was the only studio photograph that i had <laughs> Now it's become a brand. It's become my brand image. <laughs> For me, it was super hard to connect you the way I see you on, on Zoom and YouTube with a man in the picture. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, so that should I be I get another picture taken? Put that. But to be honest, the way you are in person, you'll look more inviting. Perfect. So what I've only thing so is I that what about this whole brand image that I've created around it? I can change that. You're saying new logo. It's like a new logo, getting a new logo in. But you have to do rebranding sometimes. Like, you know, done, you are done, done, You just don't have to sell the concept to me. Don't have to sell the concept. Got it. But I just have to go to a good person to take a picture. That's all. I'll do that. I've done. Uh, you just need an iPhone. They have very good studio kind of things. You think? You really, you don't even need that. You get your studio lightning. You know, they just remove all the background. Perfect quality photos. Okay, let me try. <laughs> Not that, that I'm advertising something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the concept behind this lecture series? There was I don't know whether you've seen any of this, but there's a, a, a show that I do, Evolution of a Mediator. So Ken Cloak was on the first one. So what was his statement? Let me read that statement out to you. One sec. I, what was the statement? I put it down. I want to repeat it exactly. The, what, the way he said it because I don't want to put any words in that and that was the inspiration and I want to put that across to you because you what you said is exactly in a way what I'm saying but my target is a little different I'm not saying that you will make everyone a mediator but the people in families communities who have that natural ability bring them out and then they do mediations, like I said, within families, within communities. 
and then from there we take it forward so what was the terminology and i i want to get the exact sentence i something mm -hmm. Give me a uh, you built such a build-up now. You have to find it. No, no, it's, it's, it's just one sentence of it, but I don't want to quote it even one word wrong because I don't want to say I've made it up. This is exactly what he said on my show. The video's online. It's lying there. So I just want to say that one sentence of his, he said, I went for a lecture about mediation and in two minutes, I knew that my life had fundamentally changed. So... If I can give those two minutes to people, I mean, of course, this is going to be lots more than two minutes. But if I can give that to people who might not have access ever, ever to that training, he went for a training, he was a judge and a judge going for a training and access to training is so different. But how to re get this out to people who are not in the mediation circle. That's the whole idea behind this. And how do I do that? Migle, you are into, you are doing my rebranding. Please do this part of it. Tell me, how do I do that? Don't forget that we are living in a, you know, consumer society. People want TikTok. Three don't have that one. Don't know how that works, but I know that it's out there. Uh, but, you know, they want quick, short videos, something they could watch, a sap and kind of want to understand like people now want to be experts in seconds <laughs> and you, and this is actually what's happening you know they want to watch one youtube video and then be an expert negotiator because they watched <laughs> the video <laughs> it's like not exactly how that works but okay. still i think in order yeah. to get people hooked they would like really start small how is how short is short how small is small You know, how long can we? This is. I'll tell, I think you, I, no, I'll tell you what the on YouTube average time is about eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how it is. Eight minutes so, is what people would spend. I wouldn't. I, I think uh, I rarely listen to a podcast that is longer than 30 minutes. Yeah. That's, so, that's, you know, so because when you go for a walk or something, Usually you don't, this is when people usually walk, like listen to podcasts. It's either when they are commuting, uh, I don't know, by public transport or by car, or when they you know, go to walk their dog or some kind of short spans because you want to use that time efficiently and learn something new. So I think, I think 20, 30 minutes, just, just right time because everything that longer, that's longer than that, it, the essence feels as a commitment that you have to like finish watch till the end uh and it doesn't it's like it's no longer that fun whereas like you know when you get a like 20 something minute podcast video or something you go there you understand that you've just learned something new and you want to tell your friends about it. this is what i usually do you know it's like if i'm listening to an audio book or a interesting podcast i would come back home and you know it's like just start telling my husband you know about that that really resonated with me and i found that part interesting but then at the same time you cannot you know you cannot summarize a very very long <laughs> video something because you just lose attention and you look at people who are, when they are sitting in meetings on on zoom meetings you can tell that a lot of them are scrolling they're, they're kind of there but then we lose them even those who are 
in the video. It's like, they're there. And then you see this, like, you know, especially on the glasses, the ones who wear glasses. So you can see that's a different screen. And then they're reading something and the eyes are moving. So, you know, so I think. So 30 minutes. What you're saying, 30 minutes is what. So basically what I need to do now is, look, for the for these things that I do, conversation and evolution, I will never, I will not be able to edit it. How do you edit That's someone's not. story? I just, I just like the conversation. <laughs> exactly. The, the, the idea is that, that, okay, I'm not saying that everyone would want to, will want to watch it or see this, but once you get in, are you going to go through with it or you feel you want to take a break, come back to it? I'm okay with that. But I cannot put it into parts because look, conversation flows. I mean, and it can flow wherever, whichever direction. Look, I enjoy these. I watch sometimes. I watch my own previous episode, and I'm like, I'm just watching, listening to it. Sometimes a smile comes to my face with someone saying something. It just, I'm, it, you just get involved. I enjoy it. I'm not saying everyone did, but the point is, I put them out because I enjoy it. So whether people watch it or not is something they have to decide. But for the lecture series, definitely, I want people to watch it. So maybe what I can do is when we're recording it, I can put a 30-minute thing, stop it, and start another 31, 30 minute mm-hmm. one. Maybe we can yeah. do that. So 30-minute ones we can put out. Because the whole... like, you know, focusing on specific, I don't know, I don't know like how you're planning to um, kind of divide topic-wise. Uh, but then, you know, focusing on specific skill. No, no I, the, I, the thing is, I did think of topic-wise, what it was, mm-hmm. I, I was looking at it. Then I said, then it becomes like any other training program that people go to, topic this covered, a topic that covered, and that individual wanting to talk about it. Because when you're talking about something, a person like Enclo, when he's talking about it, mm-hmm. he's going to go here and there. He's going to be talking about a lot of things. Now, yeah. when I say, tell him, no, now you only talk within this box then I'm limiting his conversation. I, mean, I won't do, want to do that. So I, of course, have told him and to the next people, this is, you only saw the first one, but yeah. the other people also, I told them that it is about basics. You are starting from the basics, but you take it the way you want to. But the for me, the target is not a mediator. Person, we have to get into the fold. The person who has that mediator mindset, even this in conversation with the beautiful mind, I'm coming. I know, okay. but the main thing is that in conversation with the beautiful mind, like you said, are you bringing in other people? The whole idea was that people with the mediator mindset, that's the beautiful mind. So they can be from wherever. So I'm trying to bring in more people who are not even connected with mediation in any sense. But I'll give you a little bit on that. There was a, a, a webinar that someone from Mauritius had organized. He's part of what is that Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. And him. basically those people were there. And it was only on development of a culture of mediation. So we were just talking about that. Out of that, one of these chartered surveyors, he had a project he was on. No training, no mediator, nothing. He was on project. He, under, he said, oh, it just clicked with him. And he went there and he did mediation in there. There was a dispute there and he resolved it. So if my one discussion there could in in some way get someone motivated enough and who has nothing to do with like, that's why I keep saying that that training and all is good for one little box that has been created around mediation. And that's a very small number of matters going to them. Let them do that. I can't, I'm not going to fight against institutions and I'm not going to fight against the court system, which you heard. I'm sure you heard me. I get a little passionate about that. This law that is being created. I I said what I had to say at the symposium. I'm not going to talk about it now. But what about those people who are out there whom like like Ken suddenly saying that my life was fundamentally changed. 
I mean, imagine that kind of a situation. So there are people like that whose life can change and they're stuck in something which is not them. For me today also, they are this whole thing about people being mediators and lawyers, arbitrators or litigating lawyers, whatever. I, mean, I just don't like it because I know when I talk to them, yesterday I was talking to someone. She said, look, I want to get out of it. But because I have to run my house, my daughter's growing up, her education and everything. But I don't like it. Tell me, how, get me some work. I said, you don't need me to get you work. Just speak to that one person. Good. If you look, you're doing commercial, speak to some person who's a head of, head of legal in any company. Just tell the person, look, let's try mediation on one matter. You pay me what you feel as value delivered, which I've been saying all the time. Don't say free. Pay what you want. Just get your entry into a door where there are lots of other matters behind it. And you see how things change. So I'm saying they're frustrated. Not I'm using that word, they're frustrated because when you have that mediator mindset, there is no way you can go to a courtroom and argue a matter. I can't, I could not do it. Okay, so I'm very clear about it. I can understand what they go to, going through. It's a different mindset. When I keep saying mediator mindset, it's a different mindset altogether. Everything else is a compromise. That one argument that you have to do in a court is a compromise only because you have to run your house. Otherwise, you would never do it. That's the way I look at it. What, what, what do you think? Also, my work now is I'm, I'm representing a company in dispute. So I can, I'm, I'm actually kind of having to prepare arguments in certain, in certain points. So I think, I think that you can do both. But I think it's, it's pretty difficult because you actually, you kind of, you, you switch hats but you switch your personalities to some to some sense as well because i think in mediation you are kind of more caring more maybe protective but in a sense that wanting to protect maybe people's feelings and when you are kind of arguing in a dispute when you are a party you are all you know very kind of very step-by-step -step logical approach arguments and kind of a bit of, again, a bit of adrenaline going in, uh, a bit of a fight uh, kind of mentality. So I think these are, these are different, different approaches. Um, and I, I really wanted to, you said something that I really wanted to con comment on and now I forgot. I mean, you should come in at that point. There's no concept. There's, this is you, by being polite, you're not being, you're not being there. I'll start next time. Cut me off right there. I mean, okay. I, I will because I really, really wanted to come out on something, and now I forgot. But I think I disagreed with something. Make, you make sure you're not that old. You're not that old. You have to. You cannot forget. You'll, you'll come back to you. You'll come back. I will come back. I will come back. I think. I think we will. No, we'll but this split, this split, pers split personality thing that you're talking about. I'm saying it's a compromise. If you have that mindset, of course you can do it. I'm saying these people are doing it every day of their life. They have to do it. You can do it. But do you want to do it? Question is that. I'll tell you, the point is that there's a particular arbitration. Okay, I, There was a point when I was not only a mediator. There was mm. an arbitration. I was on. I was a lawyer for one side. Okay, Not one argument took place. I said, let's reach out to the other side. I reached out to the other side. That other side, look, I don't know, was developing trust or whatever is it. They did not involve their lawyers. They only spoke to me. I said, mm. got that matter settled. This, I could not do that argument thing. I mean, it just seemed like a waste of time. So I'm saying even in that situation, you have to find a way out of it. 
just have to do it i mean there's no other way why, why would i want to go through arguments when i can see that they can settle the matter i have to make sure i don't even see i have to make sure i'm like that kind of person so I'm, everyone can do that but some people okay their limitations yes in their whatever their workplace or whatever it might be you know i, I will cut you here because you told me to cut you out <laughs> cut me out but, anytime you know, i think i think that's that's again like some companies especially those who are facing a lot of disputes and there are a lot like you know customer complaints or, or something like that you know i don't know must amazon ebay whatever they they see a lot of it but then i think mediation is not could not always work and you know it wouldn't be a good commercial solution or at least not in all cases for the companies so that's that's kind of i think that's the thing we have to differentiate when it is actually worthy to 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 go through mediation and when sometimes it's easier or maybe commercially more sound to to kind of argue the case and you know just get a resolution which is a let's say binding or coming from a third party so that's that's always you know it's like in some cases mediation is a amazing solution and it can do what no other type of dispute resolution can but i think it's not always suitable and there are reasons why especially big companies maybe don't want to use it on daily basis no don't say that don't say that that's my that's my bread and bread and butter okay they do that <laughs> no no i think i think you're talking about different complaints here and about different no no, no different different <laughs> No, I'm not. Look, this. I also, like I said, I do high value commercial, so I can understand where you are coming from and those things. But I'm still saying there is scope everywhere. I'm not saying that there is not scope everywhere. There is scope everywhere. It's a feeling. So eBay concept. That's why I had I had called Colin Rule. He's hmm. done it at that scale. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a different scale altogether. I mean, 40 million matters being done every year. That's huge scale. So there is it. So that mediation concept. I told you. I don't. I, we didn't discuss it so much. I did point it out to him that they eBay tried tied up with Square Trade, an organization where they said, okay, if you want a mediator, then you have to pay fifteen dollars. Everything it's taken care of, something like that. I wanted him to elaborate. That didn't happen in that discussion. So they they had tried it there. There was some concept there that they did try. So it's not that they did not try it. Of course, that whole value might have been the dispute might be for less. The guy is not going to spend fifteen dollars. We don't know what the situation was, but I'm not saying that. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that there is for a person who wants to practice as a mediator. First, for me, I that, remembered. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I said you're not that old, everything yeah. comes back. <laughs> yes, it came back. No, you know what I wanted to say? I wanted to talk. That's coming back to what you said that you had just have to. get your foot in the door and i've hear this so many different panels discussions everywhere it's like people you know just have to find one lawyer who has those five cases lawyers, they don't want lawyers no lawyers never lawyers okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know that's that's one suggestion other say like okay so just go find a firm which that's like maybe employment matters they have a lot of them and they want to settle them just you know get that one and rock it but then I think and I I was in that situation when I just started I you know I went through a lot of training I've read a lot I knew a lot but I have never then mediated anything yep. and where I you know what was my first mediation that huge matter that would define my career 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that you know that would be that easy to be, be a good easy. mediator on It'd on be, the first case. It'd be very so, easy. I'm telling you again. I'm telling you, it goes back to natural ability. For some reason, people don't understand. It's all about being yourself. That's it. Just be yourself. Don't even think about it. That's why this training is an issue for me, because you can't sit in a mediation and consider theory. What stage of the mediation are we in? Is this an impasse situation? What am I? No, that's why I did not go for any training. I was, of course, I was almost into it last year, just almost there. Luckily, it didn't happen. Luckily, I'm really lucky. I'm telling you today, I would not have been able to say that I have not done training. <laughs> And you're very proud of that. <laughs> very proud. It's like I'm so happy about it. Was how do I tell you that you, you training is not a good thing if I've done it, I've done it myself. How do can I say that? So I, I, even getting to yes, no, I have. I've done it, and I know that it wouldn't have helped, or it made me a worse mediator. <laughs> no, but even that book, getting to yes, that everyone talks about, I haven't read it because first of all, I don't read. Oh, okay, I've coming to that. No, that I have to take digress. No, no, I, okay, I'll come back to you later. But the point no, I, is, I'm glad you say that, so it's okay. <laughs> no, but the point is that the people, the user. no one is going to the user and telling them i mean i'm saying that some people are definitely but everyone thinks that we have to go to lawyers and whoever law firms or whatever i am saying that there was one particular a few million dollars involved in it yeah. the party i was also i'm dealing directly with the company they got p in because of that relationship and everything they did not involve their lawyers only a lawyer was called in once because they, we just had to check something the lawyer mm. was called in that's it people don't want lawyers but lawyers have the control of mediation in the us so everyone thinks that is the model to take okay we must keep the lawyers happy we must go through the lawyers no you have to create a different model only then mediation will develop and mediators will develop otherwise yes mediation will develop for the lawyers they'll make all their money out of it they will pick up the mediators from the court system which jeff was talking about i don't know whether you saw jeff's jeff kechavan's session did you see said he was part of the court system in the us mm-hmm. he's a very senior mediator and only only practices as a mediator so he, he was in part of the court system he, he, he half day he had given for free mediation and they, he was picked up only for that half day and every time those same people would pick him up and he told them why don't you pay i mean you do he said look you have offered your services for free and we are entitled to take it we are going to take it free so <laughs> the mediator gets nothing the lawyers as mediation advocates in that mediation make their money and that's a damn good model for them running and that's why we say oh damn good us model just check go a little deeper into it so don't i'm saying don't even touch that model there is so much work out there so much work out there but the right people are not spoken to to get foot in the door foot in the door to the right door that makes sense not every door that i would put my foot into so i'm just saying that if you do talk to people for me it is has to be someone who has repetitive cases so lots of cases lying there so getting your foot into the door means if you do one good mediation successful mediation for them which i make sure i do and after that they're sold out on it that's that's the only route to go if you for me that one off is also not going to happen or you're not going to make me not so good for me but yes one off can happen but if someone has 50 matters lying there and they try one and then you get another 49 aren't you happier that way someone is sold out on mediation or wants to do it on all of them so i'm saying that route is available no one talks about that route so i just move away from this lawyer thing it's just i i, I mean i mean i'm that's the way i it's worked for me 
So I can only say that whatever's worked for me. And I'm saying that people don't want the lawyers involved. It was, I, why do, why do we, everyone keep saying, okay, lawyers required because it's a very, very complex matter for me. Okay. It's a little, I'm a little lucky in that sense that I am a lawyer. So, and I've handled matters of that of huge scale. So they can, for, that becomes easier for them maybe. But I'm still saying that a lawyer is a service provider. A mediator has to have other skills. Subject, subject knowledge should not be one of the criteria. Get an expert. A lawyer is an expert only in the legal field, but in a mediation, there could be other areas. This could be a project where an architect is required, a civil engineer is required. It's not that, okay, now the whole thing has to be that we have to always have that person as a mediator or that we have to go through that person. No, they're just service providers. You have to go beyond, people have to go beyond it to understand that natural ability of the person. The person does not need any, uh, at all, I'm, I'm saying even understanding of that subject matter is not required if the person has the skill to pick it up. So, so that's all that is required. I think we made it too complex because some people, it benefits them to make it complex because that's how you sell your training. You're making how many, okay, like Andrew Miller was talking about the UK, 18,000 people as mediators are out there. They must have paid a lot of money and the UK is not cheap when it comes to mediation. No, I, I got my training there. <laughs> exactly. So you can understand how expensive it is. And he says, if 500 have work, can you imagine 17,500 people multiplied by the amount that is charged? How much is that? It must be a huge figure. <laughs> So someone made that money out there, but that was it. That was the end of it. UK is not a market which is regulated. Anyone can be a mediator. Mm. There is no regulation on it. So mm. I'm saying that the people who CMC, had, I think you want to be on. No, CMC, no, no, no. That's it's a it's a mis, it's it's a misconception. You have to go through an exam, no? No, it's a misconception. No one talks about it. There is no law to regulate it. CMC has become this organization which people think you have to be registered there to practice as a mediator. No, you don't, you don't. But if you want to be registered there. If you want to be, yes. If, if I'm saying, yeah, 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 what yeah. is the use of that registration if at the end of the day, it's just a registration? And that's have what has become. All these people on LinkedIn with, you know. LLM, CR, yes, 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 like yes. <laughs> so there's you know what they're practicing one. as? They're practicing as lawyers, they're arbitrators, everything else. And mediator is one thing because, yes, it is something that people are talking about. Let's put it in our name. The work, actual work, how many people? He said, So I'm the, I look, I, I, he, a person who's insider there will know better. So I don't even have to do a research there. I didn't even ever go to Google and ch check out what he said because Andrew Miller is a very senior mediator. And if he's giving a figure out, I have to take it. My, the, my Google search might not give me a more, a, he might be more authentic in his information. So if I take his information, I mean, 500 people getting work is, it must be what the situation is. So, and I'm saying there was one person from UK I was speaking to, very nice for guy. And he said, look, I've done this training and everything. I'm not getting work. I had to, exactly what I was telling you. I told him, look, why don't you go to your local, I mean, in your local community, there might be some businesses. Just go and tell them the same thing. But you just, any matter, let me just help you try and resolve it. You can pay me what you want. Just do it. Just go talk to people. Because conversations haven't happened. There was a, I used to go to one of these, uh, you have these networking things which happen in the UK. I used mm. to just go to one of them. And my whole concept was always wherever I can have a conversation about mediation. I also used to tell them, look, I know you're not going to take me as a mediator. And I, this is not the purpose behind this. Just to tell you, and just a question to ask you, do you know about mediation? That's the question. 
And actually, be surprised. We keep saying UK is a very mature market in mediation. There were businesses people. These were people who were business. They did not know. Oh, I've heard the word. I don't know what it's all about. Can you imagine if this is awareness yeah. is not gone? So, Migle, now we have to take it to the user. How are we taking brand image? You have changed. My photograph will change. Okay, I'll change that. But how are we going to take this entire thing? Look, like you look like this lecture series. Okay, we spoke about this lecture series. So this starts on on Wednesday. This lecture comes in. Can gives this lecture half an hour, half an hour. You, okay, two modules. Make it two modules. So these are the suggestions. Like this is what's important. So we make thirty minute two sessions. But now, how does it reach the user? You know, I think this is why the training is selling, is because you know people want to make sure that they are going somewhere, and they want to feel that sense of accomplishment. And you know, some people go back to universities, some goes back to LLM because they kind of can't say they are bored with their lives, but then they don't know where it is going, and you know they are in their careers, they are doing okay, but there's not that much excitement or they want to take their career to another level. So then I think this is when they start looking for additional training. First of all, that's something to put on your CV. And then it's kind of, a, you know, training is always a hope that you will go somewhere from there. False hope? False hope? <laughs> Sometimes, oh, yep, maybe yep, yep. for some, it's, it's a good idea. You know, it's like, and for me, when I go and listen to a, a training now, I never expect to learn something, you know, that I'll go from there and then I'll know to how to do everything. For me, two or three good ideas. If I get, if something kind of sticks with me, two or three ideas from maybe two, three days training, that's, for me, that's a lot already. But then, you know, that's, that's my expectation to a training, to a two or three days training is you know two or three good ideas that maybe will stick with me or maybe they'll remember them when I need them. But I think this is why people want training. Uh, so I think if we kind of, if you want to show how mediation can, can be helpful. So I think it, it also have to, even from there, you know, from their names or the, the way the titles, it has to be shown how they can use it. You know, maybe uh, mediation skills to be a better, you know, to be better at handling meetings or <laughs> leading meetings. Because actually, you know, mediation skills, for me, it helps a lot. You know, summarizing and helping people to speak. It's like, this is, these are the skills that you can no, right now, kind no, of no, learn no. about mediation, no, but right then now. you apply them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree with you that it's required everywhere. But my my own thing is right now, I have to identify those with the mediator mindset, bring them out. It's not like I keep saying, it's not coming under my umbrella. I'm not saying that you come and you part of this mediators collective that I have. You there, you don't come there. I mean, that's that, that's a very selective thing. I only have a few people I bring in there. But I'm saying that if you get motivated by a lecture by Ken Cloak, and you think you have the mediator mindset, let's take, you can take it forward wherever you are. So we have to get it out, that message out, out there, that whatever way, look, Ken will tell us, if he fundamentally changed his life, then why did it change his life? What did he hear? So he puts that out. 
perfect. He's got that. Or we have this house. Okay, however you'll term it, you'll give us some sentence to it to attract people. Okay, we'll do that. But then the next step, it has to. Some for some reason, the, all this information is stuck somewhere. If look, everyone has people in their network who are not mediators or not in the circle. I don't. I don't. Why? <laughs> but I'm sure people have in their network other people. I'm trying to bring people in. I have no, no. It's not that I have the, like this. I think this chartered service. A lot of people from there. I have as as they come in. I'm I'm perfectly all right. Students come in, not a problem. But I'm just saying, largely there will be people who are mediators or who, who are somewhere related to that field. But we have to reach out to the others. So only if Migle shares these things, she says, yes, social media is a good thing. One of these days, it can be a good thing also. It might may might have its negatives. So let's look at the positives. So she sends it out and it reaches someone who just in that half an hour, if it changes someone, so what half an hour? Ken says two minutes. If in two minutes, you can change someone's, you can get another Ken cloak out. Aren't you doing some service to the world? Don't we need lots of people, peacemakers out there? So how do we? How do I tell? Okay, how many the what? There must be hundreds of people who are part of Mediators Collective. Okay, the various groups and Facebook and here there to get them to go and share a video is something I don't understand why they do, don't do it. It's back to that same discussion. How do I get people to share this? What do I tell them? I think I, I think it's not necessarily sharing on social. I think. When people like it, they talk about it. And for me, if I find it interesting, I will talk about it. And then I will share it. It's like, you know, the same as you, you said you don't read books. So that will not resonate I'm with coming, you. Yeah, and I'm coming to that one. Okay. That one I'm okay. coming to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, if this in the same way, if you, if you read a good book and you want to brag about something, <laughs> You know, you want to, you want to show. It's like if you do something, so you you kind of want to show the world that you've done it. <laughs> it but I think when the right time comes and the right conversation comes, you talk about it. It's because you know that this is well. This is when it will get people's attention. And for me, I think, and I like it the most when people do it. Me when I like start talking about it, I say, you know, I know a very good video, something that you should watch, and. And it might change something or it might help you. And then I will go and watch it. But, you know, if I just see it you somewhere. Okay, Migli, out of all the symposium ones. That I will click on it. Out of all the symposium ones, did you tell anyone about any of them? Did it click with you? Any of them? Mm, no, I haven't. But so I nothing clicked with you. like <laughs> that symposium was organized okay because look for i've been repeating telling everyone about that session with uh, james from kenya because mm. i really found it interesting the work he was doing i haven't i haven't watched that one i will write it down yeah so the james i mean in the fact that this whole traditional concept of mediation someone actually working to strengthen that and going into communities all over east africa wonderful work that he is doing mm. and the work that the research work that Christian from Romania has done at Gret in Greece you read about that did you hear about that did you you haven't heard that one also so he's he went into Gret into mm -hmm. some there's some villages there which they still practice that whole traditional method 
whatever that name is. I, mean, I don't want to say a name which might be incorrect. So mm-hmm. there is a terminology for it. So he studied that and he's doing a research and he's doing research in other parts. So I'm trying to bring these people together. That's a separate thing that I'm doing, but that's an interesting research work. So there is a totally different area as to how, the, look, there are a lot of dynamics in the whole thing, how the community is involved. That's one part of it. How is this a social thing? How the, the agreement has to be acceptable to everyone. So they have basically, okay, there is a settlement that's happened. There is a dinner. One party, one family comes in first, a whole family will come in, the other family will come in later. Everyone has to be present to get that concept that yes, this is agreeable to everyone. That interesting things like that he's looked at. So that you must watch, Christian. Then, of course, David Shimoni, I've been repeating that, that hybrid model that he's done that hybrid model of uh, traditional and modern mediator coming together because he did his research on the Jews who moved move from the Balkans into Israel. Okay. So he actually went into them. Of course, the, the traditional dispute resolution system where the rabbi people go to and of course, the rabbi will tell you what to do in a way you, you would do what he tells you. Mm-hmm. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's looked at that aspect. The, the rabbi has trust of the community. That's mm-hmm very important aspect of it. That's what I keep saying that even in the school, that child has that trust in someone. That's why they get that person involved. So in this community, the rabbi is there. But the, of course, there's a negative to it. But telling people what to do is not what everyone wants. And things are changing. Societies are restructuring. They don't want to listen to people. So he says a co-mediation with a modern mediator and a traditional mediator. So whatever. Look, this modern, of course, I tried, I asked Suksinvanjit Singh about this modern because this modern is a word used, but we have to be careful what people understand. So I think he did give a little broader thing to that. That is broader mm-hmm. than what people understand it to be. But I'm just saying we have to be careful on that because don't take that one box and say this is modern. There is definitely lots more that has happened on mediation and various parts of the world, which is won't go into that box, which is back to my mediation competition thing but i won't get into that now that, but that so whatever a yeah, modern... I disagree on that one <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm sure they're positive i'm sure the fact that the word is out they, they know the word that by itself they might do some research on it and find out more about it so at least that word went out which would not have gone out otherwise so at least they know there is something called mediation and they got not a problem okay i'm not going to go into that but the, the point is that there are certain aspects that a person who has that natural ability I still call that, you might call it modern in terms of training and all. I'm saying modern in terms of thought process. That mediator mindset that I'm talking about. What, what is it for you? What is mediator man's mindset? It's an amazing thing. I'll tell you what. It's, 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 a much, it's much larger than what you would read about in whatever trainings and everything. No, I, I'm just interested what is it, what it is yeah. for you. Because you, it, like, you mentioned it, it, that a lot. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. We'll definitely get into that. But I'm just saying that this person, for me, who has that natural ability and lots more that goes into it with that mediator mindset and doesn't have these negatives of being able to of course telling people what to do in that sense and also not giving a voice to certain people in the traditional system everyone doesn't have a voice mm-hmm. they just listen okay rabbi is saying in the traditional system in africa the woman does not in the traditional mediation the woman doesn't have a voice so those kind of issues so this person can take care of all that so that they come in now resistance from society in general from the traditional mediator itself those are things which also have to be looked out looked at 
because if you are now saying a woman has to have a voice is that whole society going to be accepted so how do you get them to accept it that's also a skill and it's it i'm saying everything for me everything is natural i mean i i cannot train you to be that how do you get that community to accept the fact that the woman has to have a voice how do you do it you do it however you do it yeah. we've heard a very interesting i don't know if you heard about molly mulching but he she's working uh, she's working in african communities as well um and she was talking it, again we we had a, as a guest in in the congress but she is a very interesting woman and this is what she was talking about and this is what i said it's like you know when when you can apply these mediation skills in other areas of of work and she was also talking about you know uh can't even know like don't even know how to to put in nice english language but the practices of cutting female genitals like in, in certain in certain countries and and you know how to how to get rid of that tradition because it is harmful in in essence and she was also talking about you know how you can introduce that change and that change doesn't happen through you know it's wrong don't do it it doesn't work that way exactly. so you know you start a dialogue you start a dialogue between different tribes because you know if you agree with one tribe it's not going to be enough because they will not be able to get married to other men from other tribes because if they don't go through that procedure so you know and and she was talking about all that dialogue about all the work that you have to do talk to the communities don't go there and just say that that's a right way to do but actually talk it out with them with others include a lot of people so i think maybe for me what you are saying mediator's mindset that i guess would be that type of yeah. approach would because be it because what i'm saying is that the person it's not going there picking up a script and putting it out there you'll have to take it from word to word whatever emotion to emotion gesture to gesture whatever i mean you you are part of a process a part of a group of people who are unique this is not something like i keep saying look like i'll be repeating myself but i will repeat myself the fact is there are almost 8 billion people on this planet each one of them is unique their dispute is unique the person who's going to help them resolve that dispute is unique that combination is never going to happen again for me to tell someone how to handle that is not going to happen the person will have to take it from where it is wherever they, if that natural ability is there you can adapt to a new situation but if i given you a certain training in some way you are you are only what have you done you told him theory about how in the how the process is in so many stages or this and that but that minute to minute how you going to do it has to come naturally because only then can you adapt i you can't adapt to, to a new thing like that if you don't have it in you so this person like you said goes out has the dialogue is is trying to convince them and not throwing her views on them so there is when you have to create that, that that's why the mediator otherwise you have the whole advocacy groups going out and go oh, this is not correct you have to stop this practice and all so that's another method I, they have to exist i mean they will exist they will keep doing that and let them do that but we are talking about special people going out and wanting to get everyone together on a certain issue being able to take them along and it's not something which is i don't say that can't be taught and that's why you have only few people out there because only they have that natural ability that's why you on a world stage how many people do you hear of 
I mean, if we are if we are keep we talk, I, I keep talking about Ken Clock. How how many more do I talk about? I don't. I don't have. There are. I mean, there are people. I'll be getting them in. Okay, let me go back. I'll go to that. But <laughs> okay, is waiting. That slide is waiting for you to see. But later, later. Before that, this aspect about we have to be able to first of all see a, the wider view of what's happening in the world, and that is what the symposium symposium was about. You read the theme, whether you read it or not, I don't know. Because people don't give it. Okay, the Zoom link I'm asked for one for two months. That Zoom link is out there. Kathleen has seen that Zoom. She's come to the session also. Her own session she's come to. But so people don't even read my emails. That's what I'm trying to say. But the fact is, theme was this. This was the whole idea to get this interesting things around the world, which came up. So James, David Shimoni, Christian, doing interesting work. Then obviously what Louis Ore is doing in Peru. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. So you must see that, yeah, and see his, yeah, yeah, see okay. his, oh, see, see the in conversation with the beautiful mind mm -hmm. when he came for that. That's a longer session, mm -hmm. and he, this is just he's given you the snippets of it. But then he's gone a little larger into actually what he did there. So, so see that. Then Kathy from Canada, did you see mm -hmm. her session? Mm -mm. Kathy put a very interesting work on how she's bringing in uh, uh, art into mediation. And how she's talking about people getting dance into mediation and poetry and all that. And she has very interesting thoughts. You must watch it. It's a totally different concept. So I'm just giving you a few examples. So I'm just saying that it's just open your mind to it. And then you'll realize that whatever you are hearing about mediation is only one very, very small part of it. Very small. So I don't know which part of the elephant you've touched, but it's a very small part. So it's, there is a much larger, larger world we have to be connected to and not let this whole thing be boxed into that one, whatever, uh, this accreditation to this organ institution. That very, ask them how many numbers of cases have come out from you. And you will find out that, okay, I mean, I won't say misled, people can take their trainings or wherever they can, but they should also know proportion. That, okay, so many people are out there who are accredited here, and these are the number of matters. But I'm not getting the view. We are on a much better conversation about the larger things which are happening. So, so these are things which I think we need to discuss and take to people. And okay, natural ability, what you said, mediator mindset. I've been talking about this. I again, I don't know how many of whatever you've heard, but I keep talking about there is a certain energy that a person brings in. Okay, that energy definitely can't be taught. Mm. Now, how do we gauge it? Interestingly, today, like I said, when I did the Ken Cloak research, I found one video where he has spoken about something like that. Something like that. I mean, I keep using the word energy. He hasn't used the word energy. But the fact that the person, that presence that the person brings definitely can't be taught. It's a very, very individual thing. And the energy, though, definitely you can. What gauge do you have for that energy? I, I mean, there is something to it. We don't even know. Then that whole concept of spirituality that I brought in, I had a few of those discussions on that. Did you see that? Obviously, you didn't mm -hmm. see it. Yes, no. okay. but, but it's there in but... that list on my on my <laughs> website, on my list under the YouTube channel. There are, I think we did about... It's actually four. very different. I tried to navigate the playlist. I ended up just searching for 
videos. Oh my god! No, the playlist is look. That'll be difficult. What you have to do is you have to go to the website. Yeah, I went on one on YouTube channel and tried. No, to YouTube will be difficult. Video. YouTube will be difficult. So what I did, I I've made life easier for you people, but not that it's going to make any difference to you. You just have to go to the bottom of the thing. Go to my YouTube channel. Okay, click here, and you will first get the evolution of a mediator. Yeah. Starting from the latest one, this is the last one that happened. Reverse order. This is the reverse order. Okay, so this is how you go through all of them. So this is up till number one. That is, of course, Ken Clock starts it off. Then in conversation with the beautiful mind, again reverse order. So you can click from here. You can click the person's name also to know about the person. This is largely their LinkedIn profile, or if they have a website where they've got some. I mean, they do their own website. If they have some information there, that click uh, click to that. So I'm not saying that I don't want to write too much because, like I said, everyone. If I write a if like I picked up where one sentence that I've written about. You. <laughs> well, I, I I wrote that one sentence about you in that thing. I had to pick up something. But it's not correct on my part to do that. I mean, people should pick up from you what they want to pick up. So this one I wrote a lot about Donald. I found it very interesting. He's of course in Australia now. He's the youngest senator in the Kansas Senate, and he's now moved to Australia. And why did he do that? All that. So very interesting story. Very interesting story. So that was a nice convent. Lulu Yorif, watch this one. She's a appellate lawyer. She's not working as a mediator. Kiki and her husband really nice people. Must watch it. Oh, I haven't taken you through each of them. I Ekta, think Ekta, Ekta, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you watch her session? This one in the symposium. A very interesting session she's done in the symposium. Kiki's done a very interesting session about how mindfulness and all that. She made me do things like okay, the laughing thing she made me do. Initial one, I did not mute myself. I, after that, I muted myself. I would sound a little funny. So interesting people all over. So then after that, when, when you go to the end of it, then these were this was not Ken Clock is not part of this discussion. Okay, we are. I was. I wanted this discussion to happen on the role of mediators. Of course, this should have continued. There should have been more of these. So because he spoke speaks about this, mm. he speaks about this. So the point was that where are what are the various things around it? Because I well, my only one basic issue has always been. Who has to be on the table when it comes to these uh, social problem things? So that is why Louis Ore's aspect comes in, mm. because he's actually bringing all these people. It's like imagine a table that big. You can be in a stadium and you have all these people there, and you have people who are in some way policy makers could be people in authority. They're all there on the screen. You've connected people which would never have been connected. It would have just been a discussion. On this yeah. end, with the community, then of course, look, NGOs have that discussion. Advocacy groups have it, but how much of it goes there? There is corruption in that system. But if you can connect people directly, what better? So this was that. This was some dialogues that I had with people. So this was that developing a cultures with the person from Malaysia, uh, from uh, Mauritius. Mm -hmm. This was from Colombia. This Gandhi Smriti is the one in India who's the government of India body, which looks at Mahatma Gandhi's legacy. Mm -hmm. Peer mediation one interesting discussion. This is that mediators mediation spirituality. Start with the first one. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The question was question I asked them was everyone they all from all over the world. What to you is spirituality? So everyone gave their understanding of spirituality. Of course, I wanted to connect the entire thing 
and we had these discussions and then of course that was there so this was some meeting of the mediators collective so that part of it is so you got the whole thing list there now you can't say you don't have an index and it is very 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 is on youtube i have to admit yeah we totally easy now like your episode it will be there i'll just to, as soon as we finish that link will be there so i'm very efficient on this because i do it all myself no intern migle no intern <laughs> so that's one part no but i have still have to, i was going to take you through that and i stopped that there so but you also mentioned a video about a kid yeah that Thanks that after this after this natural mediators no, that, that after this after or not or not on youtube not when i put it out there this these kids are not to be look of course parents will not like it yeah you going you putting them out publicly so yeah, i'll show yeah, it yeah, you uh, yeah. i'll show it to you as as soon as we finish this i'm not a problem at all but what i want to show you now is what is coming up because why i want to show it to you is because get your ideas on this because you have interesting ideas on marketing the whole thing but you have still haven't been able to tell me how to reach people who are beyond the mediation circle what you said interestingly is everything doesn't have to happen on linkedin so whatsapp is a very good source for people but that is if you forward it to people and then they forward it to people so that if that half half an hour resonates with you first and then you send well, it out on linkedin people. when you like something it already pops up uh not really that's a algorithm that they i see a lot of is. people who like something and it just gets on my feed yeah but they like a lot of things they don't like a lot of things some of them will pop up look first of all we are dependent on linkedin and facebook's algorithm we okay. should we have to break out of that first of all why do i this youtube channel why do i keep telling people subscribe to it because i don't get anything there's no monetization there there's, i don't even have the number of subscribers that you need for, to start monetization I don't even have that many subscribers. I'm telling you, this world is so small, and in that also, I know there. Are, when I see the statistics there, my, many, many more people come to watch things there who are not subscribers, so they don't even click the subscribe button. But if you do But the you know, notification, yeah. I think there is one thing, and sorry, I will turn the light on because it's getting here. Papa, um, you know, I think there is one thing, and. I think quite a few people in mediation. Um, I think they're not that used to 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 these yeah. tools. Yeah. And you know, even I know a lot of mediators who are ninety or ninety something years old. So the fact that they are on Zoom makes me very happy. But most likely, we will not get them on you know subscribing YouTube channels. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people don't even. don't even subscribe to those again they they're looking for kind of fast information what they need at that moment and they're going and getting like getting that so i think this is kind of this is the the main issue but the idea the point is i would want to educate people so what i'll do is we'll have we'll have a session where we can we take people through the entire social media and other things how to get information you can't be dependent on linkedin giving you information because the linkedin is going to give you information they want to give you but how do we break that so I'll, i have I, there are ways to go about it like i said the youtube channel if you subscribe and subscribe to the notifications if people don't know that one bell icon if you click and you have i just all these videos say press the bell icon mm. so then if you press that bell icon that notification will come to you every time a video is posted on that so the, the youtube is not creating any algorithm there it yeah. will come to you so you break that aspect out so whenever like the moment we went live the person would get a notification 
So at least you get to know. So that's one way. Then the other thing is that this group that I have, like the mm -hmm. International Mediators Collective. Let me show you what it looks like, what you also haven't done. There's this bell icon here, right? You just have to press it. You'll get the notification. So this is, this, I mean, the point is every time I post something, everyone will not get it. Don't see what's happening. I post a little too much also, maybe. I also don't want to do that. It takes my time also. I just, what I did was, I think in the July one, I decided only one post. I'll put the entire July thing in that. I think August also, I think I did that. Now, October also, I just want to put one post out. Mm -hmm. I put your, I put yours out separately. But the ones that I'm showing you now, what's coming in October, I'm just going to put one post out. I haven't got time to do it. I wanted to do it today, should have gone out by now. But I will do it. So just one post. Now, how do you get to know? That one post, if you don't get it, don't see it, it's not going to, it's not, it's an algorithm based thing. But if you are part of International Mediators Collective and you have pressed that bell icon, you get that one post one month, you all just have to know and you know where to find it. You know what's happening. So earlier, what I done was like the evolution of a mediator. I told people, they, I mean, I put the Zoom link that you can come for those. But then I decided now it's a one-to-one -one thing. People don't have a role to play. So they might as well watch it on YouTube much better but look our conversation would be very different if we had four other people sitting here so i think that's why i decided it's a one-to-one -one thing so these are ways that you can reach out to people where they can get direct information so i think i need to educate them maybe like you're saying some of them are not familiar so it's not that they don't want information they're not familiar so we have to i have to do that okay so that part of it you can help me on that for sure so now let us just move to why am I so showing this to you? But uh, let me show you. But what is this is going to be one post which is going to come out. So sure. that I just showed you those. So this lecture happens. Then we have this. I don't know whether you have you seen any of these. Will work for food. I've seen the I've seen the 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 ads, but I haven't seen any of them. Okay. Yeah. No. So it's very interesting. Natalie started this last year. So basically, people like, of course, Ken Cloak has been there. Sukhsin Ranjit Singh has been there. Lots of others, of course, lots of others. So the point was that, she, she, of course, she doesn't charge. But she says, contribute to a food bank of your choice. Or mm -hmm. the person who comes to speak gives a, a, tells people about a food bank they would want them to send it to. So yeah. that team is coming. Very, I mean, of course, nice people. And the fact is, they're doing something very nice. So that happens on the ninth then we have another mr panchu is like a very senior mediator in india very nice person i don't know whether you saw his his session in the symposium also watch okay. it very nice then we have another lecture I, have a good by... list. I think i will have something to watch when i go for a run mm -hmm. look i can of course if you want any of them on the podcast i can always upload it you just tell me to upload no, this okay. and... But it's Thank you. Hours. A lot of mobile data now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then you have this on twentieth. Then this is the interest. Okay, this is the sixteenth. Okay, we have this comes in. Sixteenth comes in. This is the interesting one. After this lecture, this twentieth. This is interesting. This is the new one I'm starting. It's called Talking Books. That's because... about the books that you don't read. Because right? some of us don't read them. That's the byline of this. <laughs> so imagine me talking to Ken about a book that I would never read. So I at least I get to know about it. But I, what I did say, what I'm going to put out is that, look, if someone's read the book and they want to be part of the conversation, write to me. I might ask you to come in for the Zoom session. 
because like i said ultimately this one one on one is what generally it happens and that's what i enjoy also because it, it, like ken doesn't have to so much time he's going to give that one hour only it's not going to be longer than that so he has to talk and all that so let's see but the point is that there can be people who have read the book and can come in let's see how that works out so i should be the only a book club right just you don't read them i don't read them yes <laughs> exactly but at least the point is that look these i mean there is so much around a book that we can discuss so let's see what happens this is the first episode that's a very very interesting idea you know it's like how people you can read a book and then you can forget half of it but then what the interesting part is is what different people take from exactly. that same exactly. book you know it's like same with the with the theater or whatever is just like what what was important to you there and how you understood certain things i think that's like fascinating how human mind work so that, that so is why that's think, yeah that's that's why what you said about this that's why i should have people who have read the book to come in there so that they will i mean they'll come out with their whatever they took from it can also might be interested to find out not that he would not know i mean there must be so many people must have given feedback so yeah. that's an interesting thing that will come out then on the second second one's happening this is michael lang's book reflective practice so i, I don't know whether he does a lot of work on reflective practice mm-hmm. michael lang has has been on the on in evolution of a mediator he's been there twice and he's i don't know whether he saw his symposium session very nice you must see it so i mean he is of course yeah, yeah. of course he's a wonderful person and he actually being a lawyer he's a mediator and the issues in the way mediation has developed in the us he's not happy with it he says it's become totally getting a deal kind of mediation transactional totally on the other end jeff was there jeff kechavin is all doing commercial work he says look it is the way people want it if it's if that yeah, one that works this is what i wanted to say if that's if that's what people need yes this exactly. is what it becomes exactly so that so, that's what that's the perspective jeff brings in so that's why this entire thing why you need both the perspectives out there it's not that okay i only have michael lang saying that it's become transactional not interactional he talks about yes perfectly that's that's like i said it's an elephant everyone's going to come up with different aspects of it and we don't i don't i'm not everything out there i'm look i am passionate about certain aspects of things i i'm very clear about those which i feel things are going wrong on mm. like like the law part of it like in india that drafting of that law which is happening it can take it in the totally wrong direction so i speak about it otherwise i'm open to it mean, i would like people to talk about all the various aspects of it and then we have tatlim and tatlim is also a wonderful person i don't know whether you saw his session yeah, yeah i did so you know him so mm. so you know he's a, such a wonderful person yes <laughs> so that's why it's lectures about mediation from the best in the world now i think i'll have to create the byline from ken cloak's statement i think i need to do that what was it exactly what did he exactly say i'll have to put it there okay, two minutes what was that i didn't it You I said- went for a lecture about mediation and in 2 minutes I knew that my life had fundamentally changed has to go down there as Ken Cloak's quote <laughs> and this is what it was like how people start their books so yeah. whenever whenever you decide to book then you have to read it because you write it <laughs> <laughs> but if you decide to write a book <laughs> you can start it with that 
is based on certain things around you your understanding in that moment but if i take that and i put it down on paper and i send it out you've got one aspect of things yes but if instead of me writing it and you were sitting with me and discussing my thoughts with me and you gave me you, we discussed it and something came into my mind which i did not think about maybe took it to a different direction so that whole concept changed in that moment the concept can change but if i did not have the that input coming to me because i'm sitting in my room and i'm just typing out things and i'm sending it out so i'm putting out something which actually could have changed for the person who's reading it but i delimited it i put it at a point when i did not have that understanding so now okay okay after the book after no after the book you have a conversation with me i changed my thought process I can't yeah. put it out the book is out there I can't change it the next edition might okay might happen but it might happen maybe 3 years later but I've put out something which I could have changed my thought on Do you think that's bad I don't think that's bad I oh. think that's natural Yeah things, think, should change, yeah. things should change things should change They do and they then should. <laughs> that's what I'm saying they should change But that, I don't think that's a bad thing and you know it's like it's, what the, is not a bad course, thing It's amazing to be able to to talk to somebody but that takes a lot of time and you don't want to give your time to all like you know there are there could be a lot of people who could read your book and they will you know the same thing what we said about Ken Clogg's book most likely these all these people that who read it they would have a different understanding of what was yeah, written there. Yeah, that too. They would take too. like you know they they would go through their own experiences. They would take a sentence that resonated with them and then just maybe leave out everything else. And then again it's like I think the book is is kind of a one-way street yeah. and a dialogue is a two-way street. But then you don't always get time for a dialogue. And I think the problem no, look, the point is that today we have means with us where the, these things can be discussed also and they can be out there in the public also i mean a youtube kind of situation was not there earlier so now only thing is you had enough of it you're already almost yawning so we can always end the conversation at any point of time you know you know me you know seen my other shows it just they just go on so you have to say look okay yeah. we had en- i've had i've had enough we can carry this conversation on at some other time okay you just have to say that it will go it, otherwise this is just go on seven i'm sorry that doesn't work <laughs> it, it just has to happen now okay and that's it that's it kind of thing so because i would not know when that seven or 10 minutes happens so i would not know <laughs> but what what i putting across here is that there is a certain thought that i have and i immediately put it on paper and i then circulate it it goes out but that thought myself i might not have thought enough about but if someone has a conversation with me about that mm-hmm. i'm person with i'm not saying anyone i'm not say pick up anyone in the world and start having conversation i'm very clear about that i mean it's not that everyone should have you should have ask everyone's view about every thought that you have not at all not at all but you know those people mm. you know those people so you have a conversation with them now in that conversation something interesting comes up and you 
change your thought and your yawning cannot happen you can't yawn you have to go off screen and yawn okay you can't <laughs> you can't press your yawn in you can't <laughs> okay so now that person it's very interesting conversation i can okay interested. thank you makes me feel much once you yawn and then you say that i like it i <laughs> okay no yawning is because there's not enough oxygen in the room it's not because you're not interested yeah, in the yeah i should open the window actually yeah but the the point is that you have that conversation with some people and these are people you have got around you over the years because they do understand you and you there is a certain like you said same wavelength or similar thought process whatever words you want to use it so yeah. that concept is there so when you talk to them your own thoughts can change it's not that you are so stuck if you're a stuck up person then you're a stuck up person then you won't have those people around you you would not have conversations with people about your thoughts then you keep your thoughts to yourself and you just want to privately send those thoughts out and you don't want anyone to question you and you sit as a recluse in one room and people do that there some people even authors they don't talk to other people they just recluses and they just work that way that's if it works for them and they put it out not a problem okay there's nothing wrong with that thought that they had at that time it's not that that's a bad thought that thought will also be good for a lot of people but i'm saying it's still a limited thought that person could have thought it more <laughs> but you can always talk like you know if if that's the way we think then it would never you know we would never produce anything because yeah. we could always learn some more and you know we could always our ideas and the the way we see the world could change as well so oh, i think that, if we are living in that and that is like it might change and it will change <laughs> aren't we putting this out we are putting this out aren't we but yeah. i'm not putting my i haven't created a script and i'm not reading it out and putting it out to the world i'm talking to you you're telling me something it's not it's not that i I've, i've said oh i know everything you're telling me i'm also thinking about it and if i'm telling you something you're not stuck up you're not saying oh i'm not open to anything so we having a conversation but at least whatever we think about we putting it across and we are able to change our thought process as we go along so but it's all out there this is also out there but it could have been only me talking about something that i think about it's easy for me to do that how difficult is it for not having anyone there i just put on zoom and i put it live on youtube and i keep talking i have monologues for the rest of my life i can do that how difficult is that it makes it much easier but it, i think there is more to it in when you have a conversation with people about it no, i so, i completely agree that dialogue is a kind no of- and what i would want i would talk to ken about i even said this to him but at the end of a conversation and he has this conversation of definitely he's had this this is not a new book his new book is coming up and i told him i mm. must you must come first on my show with that book let's see if he does that i hope he does so if you have a, already have a book there you might change your thought about it about some aspect of it when you having a conversation mm-hmm. with people so you can if you are an author and you people write to read your books then you can revise it so you should not be so stuck stuck up which is what i i would like about ken i don't think he's stuck up that way if he thinks something different happens he can then change that book and put out a new a revised edition the problem is how soon can you put out a revised edition it's not easy for a publisher to push a re- publish a revised edition a lots that goes into it there's there's economics of the whole thing in it so that's why i'm saying this is difficult there it's much you know, easier I think, i think that's what you know it's like again trikshan ranjit talked about it in in the the closing remarks that book reflects your thoughts at that chapter of your life that you were in yeah and That's- and you know it's like this is that was your experience back then but i think again people 
people understand it. Hopefully, I, I hope that they understand that something that you wrote a while ago could no longer be true to you Come because on. you've changed. And Can, has ever anyone asked the people who you wrote getting to yes? that today if you have to write it would you write it differently and can you say that people please don't read this book anymore we have changed our thought to it who someone selling a million books in a year i don't know how many they sell i don't I have no idea but i'm just saying any book are they going to say no stop reading this book now this is not our thought process today we have changed this entire concept now this is an old thought of ours this doesn't it doesn't work this way anymore if the whole world has picked up from your book and was only repeating it wherever they go it's not easy for someone to go out and say that that okay that was the thought at that point of time but today is not Did the you thought you write a new book yes well, but it's... in that book do you say that do you say that no dude stop reading my other book don't say that I don't, but that's not a bad thing i think, I think but, but a lot like, of people you know, we, cannot, we cannot protect people from everything that's that's the people's right to choose of no, no, what i'm okay with that i'm no, no i'm okay with that they, they like if they want to take it forward or if they don't so no no i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i'm just saying that the fact that an author suddenly after the publishing of the books book stops believing in it that message will not be able to go out because my one post to a limited number of people also doesn't go out people don't <laughs> read the most basic thing like a zoom Sounds link doesn't go out <laughs> yes for an author who has written a book to go out to the world and say that that book because a publisher has published that book it's it's commerce now it's not it's now literature not literature or anything now it's commerce that publisher has printed a million books now we may won't print a, we won't print a million books even a thousand books forget a million even a, a publisher has put a thousand books out is not going to recall them and so okay let's destroy these books because your the author's thought process changed <laughs> it's not happening and this is the, we are talking about books which are not a thousand but thousands of them and the youtube videos will will be deleted when you change your thought yeah thought definitely i know in the and I, I of course i mean i'm saying that the, because the channel is out there and you have the latest on top you have the latest on top the my discussion in the latest will be the one that thought process of mine on that day so if you start from there Don't, don't use the search function. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I put the index out. Why do I you put that index out? Please, you've got the chronological order and you've got it from the latest. I didn't even not put the oldest first. I choose and, it by speaker. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. The selectivity. The selectivity. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I can understand. The no, people don't have that much time. No, you can't have that much. You know how much? Yeah, how much you know, content? You know, today I listened the one with Adi, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So it's like you, you just. see what's interesting to you and you yeah. go there which one did you watch the symposium or in conversation in conversation yeah he's such a nice person just a nice oh, conversation yeah, with him super super nice look really. the attempt has always been to have nice people i might have <laughs> gone wrong in the entire all these people in the symposium in conversation everywhere i think there might be about say five people or six people i can put down as i made i went wrong on some of them i won't say that they were as people the fact is the other issue that i have is people just want to take 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 i say you take 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 but out of that take take just give one little give there's no giving happening no one is like going out and pushing the concept look the way look rafael has done 
imagine making a poster like that i was like amazed he actually that creativity putting it out this this is the kind of input these are the inputs that's 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 when a whole i won't call it a movement i call it a movement i call it a revolution dispute <laughs> resolution but it goes forward only if everyone contributes one is how do you contribute one contributes just by pressing the share button that's easy one i mean imagine someone putting out a poster making a full poster a beautiful poster beautiful poster someone doing that it's that's you work together you're doing something yes i keep saying not working together in that sense don't come under this mediator vikram thing then it would not it totally limit people it's not okay we have one channel everyone puts their content on one channel one website everyone no i don't want that i want if i say 1000 i want 1000 youtube channels a thousand websites a thousand people con- con- connecting to a thousand a million people out there of the mediator mindset so that's that is not much is happening but interestingly there's one person from india mihir he had come in the yeah. initial ones he actually got so motivated he wasn't into mediation i just found interesting i don't know how he approached me or whatever i think i said uh, wanted to be a speaker i don't know what yeah. i contacted i don't know how it happened he's not into mediation he's a lawyer practicing in the high court in bombay and he he says that also in his presentation but he got motivated enough now he started an a little whatever an organization or something on mediation and i if i could find his it'd be interesting if i could find what he did i'm saying the nice things when i see some people doing nice things where they put out the information that i have all those things i just feel good okay i, I don't want to, I, it's not that i like to see my face everywhere and people do <laughs> Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, seriously, come off it. Seriously, it's just that when I he's actually made that website of this new thing that he started on mediation, and he's put on the front page his link to my YouTube channel, and he's of course his his symposium thing that he's done, whatever. He's put it up there. It just feels good that someone appreciates it enough to push it further. It's mm. not okay. Otherwise, either either people are too insecure. it's that because there is a very small pie they think no the pie is huge just go out expand it one if you go out and put my video out you might think oh we are promoting vikram and oh he'll get all the thing everyone will talk no they talk about mediation i am just one little picture there how my little picture is not what they're going to get attracted to they're going to get attracted to the content and that will take mediation further if ken cloaks lecture if that goes out like you know, okay we, i now will do that let's try that 30 30 minute let's see how can takes to it let's try and do that but if that goes out and you circulate it to someone you're promoting mediation and when you promote mediation you are going to benefit everyone's going to benefit and it reaches the user for me the mediator mindset identification is my job right now user is what you have to reach out to right now because i can't reach the user because you know for me it's always interesting of you know how do you Okay so how do we make it interesting to a party who is not related to mediation what's in it for them what do they learn what do they get what do they what can they apply in their day to day skills so you no, know no no like no that's, that's your that's your are... approach okay that's the direction you want to take it i'm not i'm saying right now let us resolve disputes why did i call it the dispute resolution revolution ken cloak says conflict revolution i was very clear at about a lot of people might have this debate conflict dispute same thing everything no for me for me i this is i look if i have to have my theories in life also for me that dispute is that quantifiable aspect of it 
I have mm -hmm. to take money from you. I don't want to give you that much money. Okay, we settle it this amount. Dispute resolved. You're a good person. I'm a bad person. You must think of me as a good person and we should all be friends and walk off. Don't have, doesn't have to happen. That's why that deal making that Jeff Ketchum talks about and Michael doesn't like, that deal making is all right for them. They just want to settle that matter and walk off. Dispute resolved. Conflict? I don't have to resolve all the conflicts in the world right now. If I can resolve people's disputes by getting to the people, identifying the right people, the people in the media mindset and disputes are resolved. People taste the concept of mediation. They've tasted mediation. Now they will, if they want to use it themselves, because I'm telling you very interestingly, a person who's gone through a mediation process and has that mindset will want to practice as one. It's very interesting. <laughs> I have seen that. The people who as a, come as a party into a mediation and wanting to be a mediator in their own community. And they've gone out and done that. So if you're exposing them through lectures or you're exposing them through actual mediation, how does it matter? They're getting exposed. So the fact is that let us get them into a dispute situation because they no, they're not get them into a dispute resolution, get them into the resolution of the dispute situation. Let them come, sit in one, taste mediation, settle the dispute, two things happen. Now we have a pool of mediators who are making money out of mediation. Okay. So they can put some time into the promotion of mediation like I do. Of course, look for me, like I keep saying, your needs also, you have to know what your needs are. If you're, if you're a greedy person, then you will never have enough. You will never have time for anything else. Yeah. So that you have to decide what your needs are. For me, my needs are basic. I get those. I'm okay with it. If I'm greedy, I will never be able to give time to the promo. I will be thinking of how to monetize this. YouTube channel needs a thousand subscribers. Then you start monetizing. Let's go out and get a thousand subscribers. No, I want only people who are actually interested because the number of views that I have, the Ken Cloaks thing, if I have almost 400 views, I have only 400 subscribers. I have see channels where the subscribers are 10,000 and the views are 100 on certain channels. Yeah. I don't want those. I don't want subscribers. I want views. I want people who are actually interested and reach out to them. So that's, that's the whole idea. So I'm saying if you want to be a person who has basic needs, not too greedy, there's enough money there. So you'll be able to do other things. Then that role of mediators that Ken Cloak talks about, that is then that stage. Then the conflict revolution starts. So that is the stepwise thing that I'm looking at. So for me, that's why the identification of people with the mediator mindset is very important because there was one video of me. I made this particular mediation that I did. And mm. this person, I, why I wanted that because it's a very, I mean, it's a, for India, it's a large company. It's a $1 billion turnover company in India. For that's a big company in India. Mm -hmm. so a legal head of that company was sold out on mediation. So we made a little video. I posted it and then I withdrew it because I said, I'll be creating a demand. Where is the person to do that? I need the right people to do it because if the user experience is not, this guy's talking about it because he's had a good user experience. But mm. if I just create this concept around mediation, oh, damn good concept, you must use it. Whom will they go to? I can't do all the work that's available in the world to do, for sure. So in that sense, how do I, for my side, that's why I decided that let us now only concentrate on getting the right people into the fold. The people with the mediator mindset, that's why it has to open out. It has to go beyond this circle that we are in and everyone has the same people on their LinkedIn <laughs> contact <laughs> connections. Facebook and everybody sees the yeah. same posts. Yeah. So we have to break out of that. But for identification, 
a lot of people want to break out of it to get work to get to the user so that they will do like i have my user on one end so that's one part of what i do so what is that that get my own for my own practice i get my users so that's my practice one part is to go out and promote mediation in stepwise so the one part of it is to identify the people and then let's put them out and then create the larger demand because like migle is out there she's doing her work and she's got her client base of whoever has developed a practice so that's giving her that basics that she needs and we have to develop that so she gets more than that only from that so she gets time to only promote mediation and do work there so we have to do it stepwise don't push it out so much that people have a bad user experience so i am saying identify you have to for this when i say one my 1000 get those 1000 the mediator mindset in the fold that's what i want because when you have those 1000 and then you use go to the those 1000 go to a 1000 as users then you will see the expansion and they'll have you as their focus migle is there for our support she is going to if there's a zoom meeting that we have to organize for people to tell them about mediation migle is going to be there so they will know the people the user will know you also so now there will be smaller matters that this person that you have brought into the fold will be able to do what about the more complex ones maybe you have more experience on certain things that will come to you maybe they'll co-mediate with you because you have created that relationship with them and they say look at migle oh yeah she i let's get her into this so that's how your practice expands oh, social media <laughs> no 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 social media let's get the social media out of it but get that network going that's that's when the larger picture comes into the play but right now i think people are so this thing about that little pie or oh, there's just a little pie and i don't want to go out promote it larger or oh, what if i am putting out say in my case oh i am putting out a video of vikram and people just know vikram and i where i get lost out in it where what do i have to gain from it look if those thoughts are there you better off not being part of this revolution <laughs> revolution only goes forward when you have that larger aim and the thing and create your own i'm not even saying be part of the create your own total different identity whatever you want to nothing to do with me but please do it it's a, there's a much much larger world out there which you have to reach and i think that's yeah, this seems think, to be this I seems guess, to be the I point we all have our ways to promote it yes and i think happening. what you are doing is is your way exactly and i think we have like yeah. other people have their ways for me young people is is who i want to talk to yeah exactly so for me this is this is where this is where i see the growth and i yeah. think that they can still take on a lot of new ideas and for me kind of that's that's more of the field and i wouldn't be like you know i can i know i know myself i wouldn't be that active on on social media i wouldn't be that like that active on youtube but because that's not who i am but i know that i can i can reach other people through other ways and i think that's kind of i think that's the beauty of it because there are people who can you know they are good at different things so and i th- i think i think that's a nice thing i think you know it's it's kind of t- it ge- helps to reach more people yeah. in that sense well, that's so what i'm telling you that's what i'm telling you i want to show you that part after this i'll show you that part because i do that behind the scenes you don't see that part when i'm yeah. talking to children on a zoom meeting otherwise that part of it is also like you said reaching the young people has to be with that it's a very different reaching out mm-hmm. so that also has to happen but that everything doesn't have to be on youtube 
I don't have to do everything on YouTube or social media. No one knows about that. No, I have never put a post out on that. So we have to keep doing other things. A lot of other ways we are going to go out. It's not just one approach. And we just we just go on, but at some point we'll have to touch this conversation because I Let's think you, first now. of all you've got tired. Yeah, you've got tired. Also yeah, I see that. I'm not. Yes. I'm not talking that much anymore. Yeah, so let's. It's <laughs> very easy. It's a click of a button. So we go stop live stream. Before that, thank you very much, Migle, for coming here, for part of me. this very wonderful conversation, and like it, like the title, beautiful <laughs> conversation with a beautiful mind. So let's stop the live stream at this stage, and then I'll show you that clip. Yes, please do. Because why it's 